the city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zindane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 40 Yes, so when last we left our heroes, you had gone to Carowin Manor. You had found the party had started without you. Um, Never start that sort of part. Well, it certainly livened up when Silver got there. Yeah. In a sense that more people got dead. <laughs> they were already dead, let's be real. Not all of them. There was, for starters, Joel and Esther, who was very much alive and happy until people, you know, splurked her. Yeah. Oh, Sol was dead. <laughs> Yes, we did indeed ruin her corpse, corpse assembly part. Her killing people, animating their corpses, and posing yeah. them in weird ways, and posing the actual, and posing the unanimated corpses in weird ways. And we don't feel bad about that at all. Even those of us who aren't uh, uh, yeah. good line think that was just that was not weird. on. <laughs> yeah. I'm right, aren't I, Lucy? We're, mm-hmm. we're united in the not good team, thinking that was that uh-huh. was some fucked up shit. That was just gross. Yeah, yeah it was unhygienic. So that so was, far, that was just gross. So far, we broke into a house, crashed a party, and killed a teenager. Oh, yeah, because she's like a really young teenager. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, like, but that's <laughs> not bad. <laughs> hey, she should know better than the party with her parents up there. <laughs> this is what happens. A fucking paladin kicks down the door and murders you with a sledgehammer. You know what's even funnier? My character is technically a teenager. <laughs> yeah, she is. What the hell's wrong with this universe? <laughs> I'm absolutely a teenager even though I'm 30 <laughs> now, and young character Mo- as well you know, <laughs> now young Mordell always remember to go to the church otherwise a paladin will get you <laughs> hello is that mum talking on my, my adopted dad <laughs> probably your adopted dad he seems to care more <laughs> Sure as hell not my non-adopted dad <laughs> saying that. Alrighty. So So buttons. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you have um Julianista's corpse before you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the journal of a Dr. Albrecht. Um who was apparently conducting some sort of experiment here. But we elected not to, we skimmed yes. through it very briefly, but we elected yes. not to actually read it. Hence, apparently he was conducting some sort of experiments here. Um, there is still music playing in the house. Um, and Joel and Easter's corpse lies on the floor, not getting any more alive. Mm. Uh, and you find on her three scrolls of animate death that I didn't give you last week. Okay. For whatever purpose you wish to put those to. I think we... The fire? Yeah, we... We were discuss- I, I remember discussing last week the fact that there is no acceptable purpose for that spell. I can use it. Yes. Do you want to animate this? Yeah. Why not? 
because they're evil. You could animate they Jolanista could. right now and have her walk around the house with you, helping you. Yeah, because yeah. she's dead there, doesn't she? Yes. yes. She doesn't approve, but that doesn't mean that, that, that you can't do it. Mm. It just means that she won't approve. <laughs> Every time Garen doesn't approve of something, he don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> of course not, he's dead. <laughs> He'd have to do what Dan says. <laughs> <laughs> and also check doesn't give me so I'm not afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Jack, clearly you need to introduce her to Phrasma. <laughs> That's not really my style. Phrasma wants you to be nailed into this coffin for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, creepy. Alright. I was about to say, young lady, do you need to go on another vigil? Oh, That's your version of the slap of the oh, hair, right. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently no one respects Jack's moral authority. Garen, tell her she can't animate the dead. You can't animate the dead, lads. <laughs> why not? Daddy, tell her off of me. <laughs> well, for a start, there's a three-day vigil before you can talk to Sarah about it. Okay. Take it away. too much of a <laughs> okay. So, what would you like to do with the remainder of your life before Lucy kills you and animates you? Um. Well, I don't really remember what the layout of the place is in which we haven't explored, but we're probably just heading in the general direction of the next I chunk of music. I think we've explored a lot, we just haven't, like, looked at it. map. <laughs> we've run through the whole house. No, we haven't, actually. There's quite a few, we've run through quite a few bits of the house. Yep. I assure you, there were a lot more rooms that she could have run you through that she never got to. <laughs> Yay! Much to Jim's dismay. Yay! Yeah. But Jack and Lucy have periled their lives to um, track her down yeah. before she kept sneak attacking us. Yes, yeah, so you are now on the second floor. You have been through the ballroom, you've been through the kitchen on the first floor. You've, at this point, um... At this point, you have tackled most of the first floors. You've done all of this. Ballroom. You literally haven't checked these three guest rooms. We've done the courtyard. No? No. No, no so the courtyard's part of the we haven't checked yet. Yeah, yeah. We haven't yeah, checked it, the... It's outside the manor, so I wasn't counting it as part of the first floor. Okay. Even though technically it is on ground level. Yeah. Um, the... Um, and you've you've run up here and into the dining room, and the dining room is where everyone is presently standing with a pile of respectively uh, corpse bits, dust from turning, and um, <coughs> Joel and Easter who was neither turned nor dusted. Yep. So um, I think we want to go um, follow the music for a start, and then we can have a bit more of a methodical look yeah. through the house. Yeah. Yep. Is your angel music? So, flowing the music. Thank you for chips and toffee pops, folks. It's actually... Chips. Uh, this should actually be very audible from where you are, because as you stand in this dining room and listen to it, you can literally walk around and hold your ear for a bit, and you're pretty sure it's coming from the room directly next to you. Cool. In the area that we haven't explored yet. Yes. 
Aha, it's like the GM wants us to go there. The GM says you can go wherever the hell you like. The GM is not stopping you jumping out the second story window or swimming the boat and escaping because they desire. Well, Lucy wanted to find her mum, so I think the best option is to follow the music. Yeah, so we will peek into that room. I just need to check what happens if, for example, there are animated forces who are waiting Yeah. It looks like a teddy bear. Oh, it does. <laughs> I was like, it looks like a teddy bear. Well, today's the day that teddy bears get raised from the dead. <laughs> that does not sound like a fun game. But I mean, even that table looks like its nose. It really does. It really does. <laughs> oh, I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> see, I was like, like uh, the two feet, the two arms, yes, the nose. The nose makes it well. yeah, yeah. Now I... that we've completely undermined the menace of the terrible <laughs> It's not my fault they designed it to be a giant teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so they keep doing their thing then. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, the animate dead commands don't end with her death. Oh, she okay, just can't okay. give them new ones, obviously. Okay. That's okay. Uh, okay. Alright, so how are you approaching the next room? Pokey, sneaky, sneaky, pokey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me a pokey, sneaky check, Jack. Eventually get my dice out. I'm gonna Ooh, hang back nice. behind the boys this time. You're gonna hang back behind Nora? Yeah, I got 23. Too much. And I'm not gonna be rolling then. <laughs> Don't worry, Silver will Unless I can roll uh, a 23 on my d20, that's not gonna get me far. Uh, so, Jack, when you poke your head into the next room, um, this appears to be a music room of some kind. Actually, if anything, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you would call it a gallery. Um, in here, there are a bunch of fine pieces of art, and over in the corner, there are a bunch of musical instruments set up that look like... Uh, not that Jack has any real knowledge of nobility, but at a guess, you'd say that there's not a, music, a musician's corner that sits in here permanently. It's been set up for the party, so guests can come in and admire the paintings. Indeed, in this room, there are several very fine paintings and pieces of statuary, and a bunch of people um, in very flashy, almost blindingly metallic-looking costumes that are looking at the paintings on the walls, pointing at them and making... Well, the theory is you're all peeking with me. I'm just guiding you on how to peek um, in a subtle mess. The little heads poking on the door. They all look like they are in positions to appreciate the art, and you could probably safely extrapolate the zombies based on the west of the manor immediately. But if you didn't already know that, the more you watch them, the weirder and creepier it seems, because they're... They're moving, but it's like they're stuck in position. This one just points at that picture of the ship and goes... Turns his head to his companion and goes... And nods, and his companion goes... And curtsies to him. (laughs) And then they pantomime out that same scene again. It's like they're stuck... Oh motion. man, it's like that video game loop thing. <laughs> well, they've been given they've been given instructions to appreciate the art in this room, as yeah. they're clearly incapable of doing so. She's had to make it more specific. Uh, yeah. Art appreciation is point, talk about how great it is, curtsy at your partner's wise point and titter. When the zombie titters, it goes. 
Well, so they have NPCs in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> um, thought, I don't think they can stop doing what they're doing. They, so they're not going to attack well, us. I don't think that's the case because the previous zombies attacked us. They, yeah, they were told to. No. No, 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 no they, the ones in the kitchen attacked us and Joel and Easter wasn't there. Um, I will take Spellcraft. Okay, let's close the Spellcraft. I can't. Okay, let me, you raise the point and me and, um, Lucy, think about it. Yeah. 16. 17. Yeah, um, so, this is an effect of the spell. So, Lucy, based on your not, intricate knowledge of necromancy, mm-hmm. um, what Z has been telling you not to do, <laughs> Yeah. Um, these corpses, you, you could safely extrapolate they've been animated by, by the scrolls of Animate Dead, given she was carrying a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, therefore, there's only so many things that she can animate and control at a time, based on how many scrolls she's got and how strong a caster she is, and etc., right. etc. Um, she can give them instructions, but unless she's there to actually overwrite them with uh, ongoing instructions, they'll pretty much default to rampaging and killing. Right. So once they see you, they're probably going to rampage up and kill you, unless she was standing there and said, no keep appreciating the art, at which right. point they would ignore you. Okay, so or if she'd, say, brought you into the room, introduced you, and said, ignore these people, they're party guests, keep appreciating the art. Look at the art more, it's so pretty! I missed Japanese so, but she had killed her. How, <laughs> does, how does the, like, a spell work? So someone else can hijack them if they use animate dead spell? Uh, they're they're already or... dead, So yeah. and once you kill them, they can't get back up again. There's not yeah. enough... There's generally not enough corpse left by the time you've finished hacking into bits. There are spells to control the undead. Evil clerics can simply utilise their divine power given to them by the gods to control life. Seize control of them. Right, so the clerics can... Also, also, fun fact, neutral clerics can decide which way they want to swing in this regard. And if you have a good aligned cleric, she can... um, Disintegrate them with holy butterflies. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a positive negative thing because right, yeah, yeah. the spontaneous spontaneous healing is actually a power yeah. of a good cleric. Yeah, um, evil clerics get spontaneous yeah. inflicting. But, uh-huh. but of course, they don't get bored and they don't get tired, so they will just stand here forever, pointing at these paintings until something else overwrites them, like you know, seeing living, tasty flesh. Right. Okay. They are very smelly androids. Yeah. So basically, basically, and they, they clearly haven't noticed you're here because you'd know yeah. if they had because they'd turn around and go. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. You gotta destroy them. Yeah. All right, so yeah. what? So we lead out with the power of Desna. Yeah, yeah. I'll, so, I'll go in and turn around. How, how many powers of Desna have we got? Two left. So okay. there are six of them pointing pointing at the walls. Uh, so well, specifically, uh, there are five of them pointing at paintings. One of them is sitting in front of an easel that is actually almost worn through at this point and is just drawing a single line up and down oh, in front of one of the tricking. statues. Doing <laughs> yeah, yes, Susan has art trauma. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's raking that easel. <laughs> she, has, she has literally taken the pencil and done this so much it's rubbed through the paper, then through the wood of the easel. Um... And it's now heading for a hole in the back of the easel. And then there are two of them sitting in the corner playing music. Are they playing? So is that is that um, (laughs) five 
They're eight zombies. Is that eight zombies? That is eight zombies. Six. Yeah. Five appreciating paintings, one drawing a statue, and, and, and two, two playing music. music. Uh, one of them is playing an octopus <coughs> now, incidentally. Oh. Which is what Ruad and Rover played. Oh. Is it Skullboy? Sorry? Is it Skullboy? Doesn't appear to be Skullboy. Skull Kid, thank you. Ah. Mm-hmm. Alright, um. Yeah, you so. mm-hmm. And if these guys get disintegrated, we won't be able to see what their corpses were like, will we? Uh, you will end up with a bunch of clothes and possessions and things like that. Yeah. Um, alright, before you take a look at. Before you try turning them. I want to take a look at the guy playing the ocarina and see if he looks like a member, a dead member of the, um, a dead relative of Teoris. Uh, you would need to give me a perception check for this. Uh, what he looks like at a glance, um, is, of all things, a castle tower. He's in costume. Oh, right. And he's wearing, like, this basically fake padded, fake padded stones around him. And has a battlement coming out of his head and a sort of crown, and stone a stone mask going across his face. Yeah, this D20 is doing good things for me. Um, that's a 24 to peer around the door and stare at him for okay, his so characters. He's not exactly opposing this, it's just they're all in costume. Yeah. Yeah, the sooner we kill that music, the better. I've worked hard on this music, thank you. Yes, it is very creepy. I watched it to die. (laughs) Okay. So, at a 24, um, he is, um, you can't make out enough face to work out that guy kind of looks like he might be Tiora's brother, because you've got a description. You don't yeah. know what he looks like, specifically. Um, however, the figure that is sitting there is quite squat and solid. Uh, if anything, you would say this is one of the nobles who has some musical talent. Um, because Ruan wasn't a starving artist, but he was an artist, and that yep. doesn't tend to lend itself to a lifestyle where you get fat and well-made. Yeah, it, it does sound, too, thank you, it does sound more like a noble little... Yeah, three. So that is that is a guess, but you think it's a pretty good guess. <gasps> yeah. You know, you can't be sure that Ruan Murakova is not a... hasn't put on, you know, 20 kg since he came here. Yeah, but... yeah, it seems unlikely. Okay, I'm good. All right. I'll give you the go Disney go high sign. Alright, so Flora, you bust the door down and burst into the room. And turn and, undead. And turn undead. Do you say anything specific? You just... You don't have do to. Be, be, yeah. be at peace. Be at peace. And it has to pull us on this. Okay, so that will do a thing. Yes. Uh, Fifteen is your cleric level plus one, so max hit dice of five is fine. Two d six plus cleric level plus charisma modifier. Thirteen. Oh, mm-hmm. you killed him! <laughs> Take the gone. The room goes silent as the blue light of the butterfly wings its way through it, and there are some small. 
noises of small clouds of du- motes of dust collapsing to the ground as they barely have time to sort of glance at the door. The one pointing at the picture of the ship goes I'm so glad we brought Flora. Everyone in the room is dead. And disintegrated. Yeah. Because they are all only one hit dice creatures. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, yay! Because the thing about one hit dice so cool. creatures is they can actually give, if there's a big horde of them, they can actually give you quite a pummel. Uh, they're actually, they're, they're not super dangerous to you, except in moderately large groups, but they are actually reasonably dangerous. Yeah. So, <coughs> it's their hit points that are poor. I do, I do like how with Star clerics, when they t- disintegrate undead, it's like this huge shining light of utter destruction whereas you is a very gentle yep, yep, I'll just push you out the door to death, there you go it's sending sending their bodies on to the next destination exactly, this is a lot gentler though, it's like a friend just going, alright buddy, you've had enough to drink, off off you go yeah, there's probably a bunch of butterflies fluttering (laughs) through as well, so it's really pretty and and, and graceful it's a blue blue butterfly effect (laughs) I I, I could actually see the phorasmin one as the bodies just drop but yeah. disintegrate. Yeah. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, and we... you are in the gallery. Yep, we have a quick poke around this room. Yep. Um, not really looking for valuables in the sense of, you know, valuable art objects we can steal, but having a quick look around for anything significant in the form of... Um, Okay. So, significant documents. So yeah. they, there's there's nice out. art objects and clothes on the nobles and costumes yeah. and all this sort of thing. Uh, of what's of note to you, uh, the ocarina has Armorakova inscribed in the bottom of it. Okay. So it's definitely his. I'm going to take that then. Yeah. And it is a masterwork ocarina. Cool. Shiny. I will note that on the sheet. Oh wait, no, it isn't. Sorry, it's a regulation brand ocarina. Yep. Ruan's ocarina. Ruan's ocarina. Uh, it's got this weird symbol with three triangles on it. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything um Just from the don't like in the piles of clothes, is there anything to tell us who these people were? Uh, anything I can recognize? Yeah, they yeah. are mostly in costume. Um but most many of many but not all of the people here have signet rings and that sort of thing. From, based on what you've seen, only the nobles have actually been reanimated. Uh, yeah. Well, more specifically, she's put people in their places, so the guys that were in the kitchen cooking the pig were all servants. Um, right. All the people that are out appreciating the art and dancing are all nobles. Yeah. Yeah. Because she... Gross. I'm just, like, looking yeah. for the mother's wedding ring, but she's... Yeah. I... I want to. I want to collect up all of the nobles' rings so we can get them to the, I, to the queen or to the city, so they know who's been taken. I was thinking we should leave them with the bodies for the actual guard investigation. Yeah, mm. we can do that. Yeah, I'm just shifting through if, if to find mother, but sigh of relief, she's not here. Yeah, I mean, it's worrying that we don't find her, but considering all the people who've found we've been dead, it's not... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't completely rule out that she's still alive, although this is not a place filled with the living. (laughs) Alright, and then I think we want to keep poking around this story and then go back down and check the last few rooms of the bottom story. Yeah. So, um, do you want us to... Uh, no, you don't need to specifically direct yourself here. I'm happy to just give you the highlights if you desire. Yep. Okay, yeah. so 
you go back down to the bottom story, poke around, and find uh, no more murdered servants or anything like that in the other guest quarters. It, like, they've all literally been dumped in one room. Those right, that yeah. aren't being used for other, other purposes. Yeah. Um, <sighs> the next place you find points of interest will be in the, the chapel of Asmodeus. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, at which point I will call for another sneaky sneaky roll. Yep. Uh... This one people are going to hear. Um, yep, they sure are. Yep, because that... Alright, that was an 11. Okay, so... In my defense, it would be much quieter if I wasn't bringing all these loud people. Yeah. When you when you push this door open, uh, what you are pushing it open into is a finely decorated church of little chapel of Asmodeus. It would be big enough to hold a ceremony for maybe 30-odd people in here, because it's, it's reasonably large. <laughs> it's, about the, it's towards the size of the ballroom. Mm. Um, and it actually looks particularly fine and opulent, even compared to the rest of the house, like the Carowinds have deliberately put a, a bit of money in here. Yeah. Uh, they didn't used to have this, Lucy. This is a, a new addition in the last five years. They've built this chapel. Um and it, it, it looks shiny and new by comparison to the rest of the house. And the first thing that you see in here, uh, just as things start to turn towards the door, is Queen Iliosa Arabasti. Huh? Um, in her fine royal red-robed gown, um, she has on an elaborate crown and this sort of thing, and she is sitting in a chair... And there is a man in what could generously be described as a doctor's coat, a very fancy brocaded one, but not quite fancy enough to be out-and-out noble, is leaning over her and is drawing blood out of her arm with a syringe. And as you push the door open, being as it's all new and shiny and sparkly, there's no resistance to this at all, Jack, which you're not expecting. You see big heavy doors and you push them. But when you push at them, they've been designed to spring open, and they do so with a boom, a majestic crash to let people know, let Asmodeus know that people are coming here to worship his majesty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They hear me coming. (laughs) And Iliosa and the doctor turn towards the door. And that's when you see it's not her, it's somebody literally dressed as Queen Iliosa. Sweet yeah. drop. That's their, that's their cosplay for the party. Yeah. It's clearly a, big, a, a long red wig that they've got on. Yeah. And the crown looks, you know, kind of, uh, kind of gaudy and fake in the sense that it's made of gold and then, you know, an actual red, solid red garnet that's only worth like 50 gold as opposed to the ruby and Iliosa's crown that's yeah. the size of a heart and is probably worth, um, you, you know, 10, time, 10, 10 to 30 times that easily. Yeah. And they turn towards you. Is the doctor a zombie? He certainly appears to be. Okay. That's a weird At least... He is he is not wearing one of those uh, plague doctor masks like the rest of the doctors are. Yeah. This is presumably Doctor Albrecht or yeah. possibly someone wearing his clothes. He's got this fine brocaded thing on, a little pair of spectacles, but he is also in masquerade and basically has on what appears to be a very obviously fake plague doctor's mask. You couldn't possibly confuse it because uh, people impersonating the doctors are guilty of a wide variety of high crimes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's cosplaying as the doc- as, as a city doctor. 
Uh, in fact, for people who are paying sufficient attention to this, he is cosplaying as Dr. Rimia. Like he's wearing a coat that's a much fancier version of the type and style that Dr. Rimia wears. Yeah. He's got the same sort of mask on, that kind of thing. Is it just the two of them? Yes, it's just the two of them. Do you want me to use my last turn on you? No, I would think um, not. And this time we just have to roll finish it and go with our actions anyway because yeah. we didn't surprise so them. Do we, are they on the same initiative? No, we'll re-roll initiative. To no, 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 the... Oh, okay, yeah, so we're re-rolling everyone's initiative. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. Yeah, we're not good. Um, Time for the zombies. Is there a cloth in that bag? There should yeah, be a cloth. This one just here. Oh, yeah. Why? Oh, so I can yeah. wipe off stuff. Uh, I was thinking of the little numbers so you could write fresh little numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, I need to get rid of John and Esther's name so it's, I can put zombies like, in it. Like, it's two zombies, you know. Wouldn't waste a lot of sleep on this. Well, do you want me to just use one one tracker for them? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they are on a seventeen. Ooh, fast zombies. Yep. Yeah. Umbrella Corp. Uh, fifteen for Garin. Seven for Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Lucy's still shook. Yeah. Thirteen for four. Uh, sorry, but ten for Jack. Oh, no. <laughs> Just squeeze me in between them. <laughs> and I got a seventeen plus one, which is eighteen, so I'm at the top. Yes. Whoa, when silver is this first. Is, yeah. This is the kind of thing that you would pick up if you Go had silver. if you had time to look around the room for a moment pretty easily. Do you need this? No. As oh, as they are turning anyway. and moving towards you, everybody needs to give me a perception check to see if they can pick up a detail on the spot. Fourteen. New. Looking for 20s here. Oh, no, 20s. <laughs> 15 will tell you some basic things that you'll see in a heartbeat. 20s will give you actually. Nope, I get a 15. I got, okay. I got 12. So, Oops. anyone who's on 15. Um, yeah, just, just floor. No, me. I got a 15. Oh, right, sorry, yes. So, <laughs> you two will realize that um, this floor is actually slippery. Um, with what appear to be ripped to bits zombie corpses, slashed or cut or something, there's been a reasonably large fight in here, like somebody's, perhaps people have made their last stand in here or something, and there are a bunch of bodies on the floor that are just lying there. Oh, yeah, we can go through the bodies once we're done fighting. So, yep. uh, Silver, you're up. Okay. Um, they are about probably the same long chapel, so they are, uh, are 50, they, 50 foot away from you. They're, are they, no, they're not charging distance, are they? Uh, what's your speed? My 30 foot. Yes. They are? Straight so down I'm the wedding aisle, down the middle. I can charge them? Yes. Who's the, the, who's the, how does that work then? Uh, the, basically, you will need to make a uh, acrobatics check to balance your way down successfully. And what kind of check? What kind of roll is that? Like uh, how big? So, because you are deliberately charging, or possibly deliberately charging. Yeah, as quite a few people actually noticed. I believe you should know that the floor is slippery. Yep. At least the floor is not lava. No, we did that last campaign. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm having Zoe flashback. She says that all the time. The floor is lava. <laughs> uh, that would be... Um, I'll just add the penalty onto the difficulty. So to do it at full speed is effectively balanced difficulty 15. Acrobatics 15. 15. So I need, a, I need a gear 15. I can do that. Right, go for it. Uh-huh. So I'm rolling my acrobatics. Yep. Oh, no, oh, I fucked no. that up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so does that mean he falls down or just fails to get over there? No, because he's sprinting across the floor, basically. You sprint along, and then you step on some on the echo that's dripping out of something's arm. Yeah. And go, ah, boom. And oh, no. go ass over. Okay. How far do I get? Uh, this is deeply relevant. Well, it depends how close he gets to the zombies before they start running up to him. Well, not running. What's the word? Shambling? Uh, Shambling. 52 feet. Oh, so I overtake him. Yep, you go ass over and go sliding down. And as you you basically stumble and bowl into them and bowl up, basically sliding past the chair yeah. where Iliosa is sitting on, yeah. skid, and you are now lying prone in front of them both. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> no. So away. <laughs> That's your action. Yep. Zombies turn. I moved. <laughs> Iliosa sort of Iliosa sits up out of her chair, the syringe still sticking out of her arm, and and you see a reasonably um not not hugely fat, but where as you're close to her, she is obviously a lot fatter than Iliosa, who's basically a supermodel. Yeah, uh, she's sort of a pudgy, you know, late forties woman kind of thing, dressed yeah. in a bit too much makeup. Uh, leans down towards you and <laughs> has a bite at you. Oh. All right. Pretty sure this isn't how you imagined it would go. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, expecting a, a bit more candlelight and <laughs> <laughs> zombie chewing. And you are shocked to see uh, Iliosa doing this. Okay. As she crit threats you and then rolls a 16 to confirm the crit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. 16 my AC. Okay. Jesus, sure. Yeah. All right. I'm dead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Remember the prone bonus there. So, yeah, lots more to confirm. <laughs> I was right. wondering if you'd remembered the prone bonus. <laughs> Uh, can you take eight points of damage? Yeah. As Iliosa leans down over your neck and gnaws on it. Yeah. And oh. make me a fortitude save. I'm so glad we didn't have you drink the potion of cure disease yet. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I can get blood metal twice. Well, this um, is the special fast acting. That's time. twelve. Uh, yes, that will su- that will succeed. Oh. <laughs> It's the sissy. It's the yeah, it's the fast, the fast burning. Well, it's really okay. easy to save against, but it does if it damages you immediately. Yeah, like difficulty on. eleven to save against. Oh, okay. Uh, and the doctor leans over towards you. His mouth jerks and dribbles slightly, as if he wants a bite too. But obviously, operating on some other unnatural instruction, uh, takes the needle out from the syringe and the needle out from Iliosa's arm. And then attempts to draw oh. your blood. <gasps> oh, oh my god! Needles. Oh no! Oh this is so unsanitary. <laughs> Especially since it's been in a corpse. Yep. I yeah. Uh, that will be a twenty to hit you. Oh well. my god! <laughs> I mean, we zombie, zombie plague again. Uh, <laughs> it's nice that we've saved the potion of disease, especially for you. Okay. Uh, you may take a whopping zero damage from that. Yeah. As he pokes you with a needle. 
in an ungraceful way, but he doesn't. Yeah. Like, what what he's effectively dealing here is a d is a d three minus minus three. So <laughs> what? Not... How can he do any damage then? Crating. Uh, sorry, oh, a D- no. uh, sorry, a D3 minus 2. Yeah, so no. he's at a maximum of 1 and a crit of 2. Yeah. But as he doesn't get that, he basically just pokes you in the armor, then you go ow and flinch very slightly. Yeah. Uh, now can you give me a fortitude save? Fuck. As the initial prick doesn't really hurt yeah, you more than a syringe, blood. but then it begins to burn. I got 11 plus yes. 5, which yeah. is 16. 16. Yeah. So the problem isn't that he's drawing blood out he is but first he's injecting what's in the needle into you to compress the syringe so he can pull it back out and he does indeed take a bit of your blood that is so but gross. he left you some zombie blood and then puts whatever he was drawing out of Iliosa into you this is the grossest is so gross. ever <laughs> do you want me to end it quickly and <laughs> silver I so- your, your arm very rapidly begins to blotch out with red blotches. Yeah. Um, oh my god. And <laughs> Seriously, we saved the potion of cure disease. Can you now take, in fact, your arm bursts out with red blotches. Over the next couple of seconds, it goes bloop, 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 bloop into a big red ugly mass as you lose one con and then three charisma. Oh! <laughs> I'm average looking! <laughs> you are such a big baby about it. <laughs> your right side, in, in profile, you're good. It's just when they can see your left arm, it looks like a blotchy, oh, hideous mass. I've got ten mass. charisma. Oh my this God, you got, you got two faced. <laughs> Oh Two God. arms, technically. Did you write down the con damage? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've just gone down to 12. Oh, sweet, so it was a spare point. So you yeah. don't drop any more hit points. Yeah. Which is nice, what with all the zombies. Oh, hang on, do I drop hit points if I go from 13 to 12? No. 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 Okay. And. Oh, man. Uh, Silver, can you make a heal check to work out what's happened to you? Can I do that untrained? Yes. Oh. You just nice. pour at it. Okay, that's a 19 plus whatever. <laughs> oh, it's heal. Yours uh, minus one, so it's 18. Okay, so you know nothing about, um, you know, how <laughs> healing and science and the plague and medicine actually works, but you know that whatever's inside a zombie really shouldn't be inside you. You know, yeah. that's massively unsanitary and horrible and all yeah. the rest of it. This is clearly a symptom of blood veil, but it came up really fast and really strong, and you think it's going to do that again next round. <laughs> <laughs> because the it, the injection site in particular is now throbbing and really yeah. sore, like somebody's punched you as hard as they possibly can yeah. in that one little spot. Yeah. Ever had like had a vaccination or something like that, and for the day after, it's sort of slightly welting. Sort of, that, but immediately, yeah, really, 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 yeah, hard. really bad. Uh, bets the next round the doctor draws some more blood out of Iliosa, and then he goes looking for someone with his needle. <laughs> that is so gross. Okay. And the doctor. Well, I sterilized it with actual human blood. The so doctor looks at you and goes, and can you make me a linguistics check? Trying to actually say something, but its vocal cords don't work anymore. Uh, no, that was a bad linguistics. Um, that's a six and an eight, which is fourteen. Molly can hear you, but she's still a walking corpse. <laughs> it's it's a single word that he's trying to mouth, but you can't make it out. Can I try again next round? If, he, if he's doing it again. Yeah, okay. 
And that's who was after the... Garen. Garen. Yeah. Right, so... So anyone who hasn't perceived it can now probably also perceive the room is kind of slippery as Silver stands on something that you didn't see and goes, boom, thud, slide. So I can't charge them because they're ten feet out of my charge range. You can't fall over. Oh, you can't... Yeah, I suppose. So I would instead run up to them. Okay. Can you also make me an acrobatics check then? The dwarf passes! <laughs> That's just yeah. with the legs, Roga, not the bat woman. Those are the inexplicably dwarf is suddenly better than silver in acrobatics, even though silver has actual ranks. Or he's got them. Well, it's because of your long legs. You have such long legs, you yeah, can trip it over them. It's a, it's a 15 that you're looking for if you're actually running. Yeah, I, I get a, I get a uh, thing of 10 before I roll the dice. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's because he's a dwarf. Acrobatics. Yes, a dwarf with decks. <laughs> I love my character. <laughs> okay, and... Me. You. I think so I, I think I was just trying to bonus to um, avoid tripping move. when you run on difficult just terrain. Move up. It's just uh, avoiding tripping because you know unstable. Exactly. Yes, it's avoiding being tripped over. Yeah, not falling on your ass because you're running. Yeah. I thought we declared that last time. Yeah, and you we disagreed so. with your interpretation of it last time. Let's see Stability. <clears throat> a dwarf gets plus four bonus and ability checks <clears throat> to resist. It made to resist being bull rushed or tripped when standing on the ground. But not when climbing, flying, riding, or otherwise not firmly standing on the ground. Running down a hallway. For so you're not planted here, you're sprinting down the hallway. So okay, even then I still pass it. I got seven, 17 just on the dice roll. Two for my decks and 15 on the dice. Okay. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Flora. Yeah, I had double moving to the zombie. Yep. Um, put me 40 yeah, so yeah. I, my uh, theory is that Silver screwed up because yeah. of the fact that it's Iliosa and he's all like, yeah. <laughs> he was shook is what and forgot for. temporarily that he wasn't running on good ground. I don't think I'd make it. What? Well, you've got a 13 on the dice. Plus one and minus my armor check. Ah, right. Yep. Yep. That was... Um, What's that for stability? For walk, for run, for, for another moving. Yeah, yeah. Like for to you. Oh, okay. Garin will probably realise this long after the fact, but it's vaguely amusing. So I'll share it with you now. Uh, the the way the or possibly Silver will realise this. The way the chapel has been built is it's actually tilted very not not massively, very slightly like this. So the people in the fanciest back rows are at a higher elevation than the priest. <laughs> it's subtle, really subtle, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, so I get a nine. So, okay, so, so is that why I slid down to the bottom? <laughs> and you may also go weep into the zombies. Man, it's like it was a trap. At least now, I'm, at least now I'm here to yeah. heal you. Mm-hmm. All right, Jack. Garen didn't get to, to make use of the slide. <laughs> Jack. Just look at how many spells I actually... God, man. Fucking average looks. This is the worst. <laughs> and next round I'm going to go below average. Alright. Um, I've never been below average in my life. But hopefully soon you'll die and that will solve your problem. <laughs> Alright, I will um draw my rapier and 
move forward 30 feet. Um, d- hang on, that's going to involve me making an acrobatic check? Oh, 10 if you're only moving 30 feet. 30 Switch. is your normal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I make my normal acrobatics check and no, remain no. on my feet. So you move slightly more carefully amongst yeah. the bits and pieces. Um, yeah, I'm going to move forward carefully as well. Do you want to cast anything? Um, okay, so how far do I have to go to be in range for Magic Missile? Isn't uh, it 100 foot? You're standing in the doorway. Okay, so yeah, I have to move still, in the door. You can right here is just fine. Scorching ray is closer, but... Yeah, okay. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stay put and fire yep. Magic Missile. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. At Iliosa. Okay. <laughs> no, because I I saw Iliosa go and bite Silver, yeah, yeah. and I, I failed. <gasps> Is she feeling sorry for Silver? <laughs> no, but it, it, she might. If maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. Yeah, but, but not then. enough to admit it. So, <laughs> Baka. <laughs> All right, failed another cast level check. That's a yeah. lot of those this match. Just like she's very shook. Yeah. <laughs> This spell cannot be cancelled at will by caster. Okay. Oh, so you can't okay. dismiss your magic missile. Yeah. yeah so it flies across that's the room. All right. Bonks into the Iliosa zombie and then just stays there burning for a moment before yeah. it winks out of its own. <laughs> okay, how many people strike it? Uh, fifth level? Yeah. Three. 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 Just... Plus one each? Yep. Yep. Three. Um, so that's. Six. Three, six. So. Seven. Seven. Ding, 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 ding. falls down. Woohoo! I killed it. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, um, there's a lot of rounds, there's a lot of these fights where on any given round Lucy is the only one of us dealing any damage. <laughs> That's what magic missile's for. Yeah. Silver, you are lying at the foot of, uh, large Iliosa, who has just sort of collapsed next to you. Uh, can you roll me a d20? Five. She falls on top of you. Yeah. Not in such a way as to, you know, overly hurt you, because it's just a plump woman falling on you. Yeah. But now she, now you are being actively pinned down. Oh, fuck. This is not how I wanted it to be. <laughs> so you get up off I the floor, it'll make you hard. Get throw the Iliosa off and get up yeah. off the floor, it'll make you hard. So how, how much of a move is throwing Iliosa off uh, me? You can do it as you're standing, but you need to give me a strength check to pull it off as well. Okay. I can do strength, and that's the full strength, right? Yeah. Oh man, wow, I'm rolling bad tonight, mm. 20. She actually, you know, <laughs> very, very heavy bones. <laughs> oh my god, am I going to be pinned to the ground by you struggle, Iliosa? You struggle and push her up, and then she falls on you again. Oh my god! <laughs> that's your move action, you have another one available. To so just have Zombie, another... Zombie also just wants your meat. Have another oh, try. Okay, so oh, can I stand on this round if I do this one? Yes. Okay. Come on. Come on your first move something. action is you push her off a bit and struggle up and then slip and fall. You've got no leverage because she's yeah. on top line. Yeah. Like and she is literally completely dead. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, you're on the ground with the zombie. Iliosa is dead weight. So she lies on top of you. Well oh. done. Well done. <laughs> Silver's <laughs> probably crying his eyes out because he looks average. Anybody who's by the doctor can give me another um, heal check. Okay. Yeah, right 16. 17. 15. Okay. So all of you will realise, uh, as the doctor does his next thing, which is, it has the syringe full of blood, 
uh, inject, injects it into Iliosa again, mm. then injects it into Silver, endeavors to inject into Silver again. Asshole! But there's no... Um, <laughs> What you would expect is that a doctor would try and, you know, get a, get a blood vein or something like that to draw blood, and these plague zombies explicitly retain the skills they had in life. This is no longer Dr. Albrick in any meaningful sense, but it functionally has the same heel check he does. Um, you don't actually think that the person that made up this plague zombie is trained as a doctor at all, because he more or less just sticks the needle into a random chunk of Ilios's back fat pulls it out, and doesn't go for the same arm on silver again so much as just kind of jams it forward into an arbitrary piece of face. Okay, you're going to my face now. This is personal, you realise. I can get my torso dice out <laughs> like a targeted blow. Let's say the other arm. That's yeah, a, this this is campaign has enough gross images. This is the worst. <laughs> oh at, least it's not, at least it's not blood this time, it's just backpacks. Yeah, oh my god, I'd rather be like this fucking funny, it's so much better. No, it's reverse, like, it's 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 like, it's the doctor arbitrarily jams his needle into towards the back of your neck and hits like your upper spine, yeah. and basically just injects it into the armor. And there's a clink noise. Yeah. It fails to hit your flat footed AC. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we buy armor. <laughs> yeah, armor's good. Darren, <laughs> you're standing up. <laughs> yes. And you're next to the dude. I'm going to hit the dude. <laughs> yep. The big damn hammer. Right. I may just miss the dude. Uh, that's a 13 to hit. You hit him with ease. Yay! Dr. Albrick. Please destroy the fuck out of this guy. And then he explodes, I think. 10? Uh, yep, that is just enough to... He does not, in fact, explode. It's just enough to land a very solid blow on his chest. Several of the ribs crack. It can, there's no longer enough um, supportive body there to hold the necromantic energies. He leaks sort of purple dark energy for a moment, and then the body just kind of goes uh, and collapses to the ground. What on top of me? Yes. Give me another luck check. Ten. Yes, on top of you. Now that you're no longer pretty, you can't be our protagonist anymore. So the universe is and you've now got this caricature of Silver lying there, a plump Iliosa lying over her, and the Doctor mounting her from behind, on top of Silver. Where's the of my life? The floor and Yaren move the corpses off. Yeah, people who have strength and leverage can pretty easily hold this dead weight off. You're lucky I'm not playing another character. And then I will heal Silver. If I was to play a different character, I'd be asking... Oh, yeah, I mean, floor is going to attempt to treat you. I will give, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I've only lost. I've only lost eight hit points. Yeah, Silver's rounds been and gone again. So Silver, can you give me another fortitude save? Yeah. Ten plus five is fifteen. And that arm burns. We have been injected. Yeah. How do I do it? Hang on. You can feel it spreading across your chest. You can feel it sort of in your lungs. You're starting to wheeze. Oh. 
lose one more con and two more charisma. Yes! Oh, Your voice isn't pretty anymore. Oh, I'm minus one. <laughs> Alright, so you're effectively not a bard. I can't cast magic now. You are no longer As opposed to the cantrips you could previously cast. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'll heal Jukem. Oh, fuck. Even if you Except your presentation, which is not linked to your bardic spellcasting, because it's a trade bonus, so you can still do that. Oh my god! <laughs> so 19 oh, heal checks. Okay, so fortunately, for <laughs> you find that this is real easy to check. You basically have some. So, like, you obviously haven't got a cure for the blood bale, but you've got various treatments that will help and that sort of thing. And looking at the, the rate it's spreading through them, you're right. Okay, let's put some some stimulants in there to try and, you know, counteract this a bit and give his body a bit of a chance to fight back. And you inject something else into him, and immediately, as basically as soon as he gets any sort of half-decent treatment for it, the ongoing flow stops. Uh, you're pretty sure he's still got Blood Veil, but he's now yep. got regular brand Blood Veil. Yeah. You know, tomorrow he's going to get worse or not. So that would probably have given you Blood Veil if you didn't already have it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, quite, quite certainly. Yeah. Yep. It appears to be some kind of really souped up version. That's so nasty. Right. Uh, this is not a cuddly manor house. Nope. No. See... What? If this was the real world, you'd now be carrying Blood Veil Type A and Type B. Yep. What? I forgot to roll for something. What? Uh, so, when Iliosa gets hit, she falls on Silver. Uh oh. Uh, I, I wondered if you After a moment, that. explodes. <laughs> the Doctor falls down, after a moment, also explodes. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, it's uh, not your day. It's not going to be Flora's day either. <laughs> Yeah, Silver, but nobody but me was there. Silver already has oh, Silver already has blood veil, yeah. so there's no point you rolling because you're just going to get it again. Yeah, really, have you already got blood veil as well? No, we okay. cured her. Do you want me to just use your next? What did you? You might as well roll one here because you you know what effects giving it to you. Uh, that, do you uh, want uh, to keep that crit fumble, or do you want no, to rethink I will, that crit fumble? I will use my um, free reroll from my luck domain. By all means, much. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. 20? Yeah. So at the last moment, you sort of throw an arm across your face and try and block out the spores. And Garin, this goes all over you as well. And the other thing is, um, to bear in mind, yeah. next time you looks like you're going to catch Blood Veil, is you have five points of Fortitude rerolls that you could be using. <laughs> Yes, and, okay. a free re- and a free once a day d20 roll. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that was a bad choice. But just bear in mind, I'm mentioning it because you got Blood Veil this, the um, the other day. We should be using at least some of those Fortitude rerolls to try and prevent you yeah. catching the Blood Veil. At least yeah. the daily luck one. Okay. <laughs> so, I've got Blood Veil. Yep. You've just got three new cases of Blood Veil <laughs> to go with your Blood Veil. This is how special you I feel get bloated and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can, I'm, at, I'm at minus one charisma. Eight. Yeah, I, don't think you, I don't think being at eight charisma is a good reason to be depressed, but I have to say being covered head to toe in zombie goo is a good, good reason. Well, yeah. be, I would because, also like to point out he's at exactly half his charisma. Yeah, that, yeah. that is pretty good. Because you lo- when you lose charisma, you lose sort of, it's somewhat your personality, somewhat your will to go on, somewhat your, um, your sense of self. 
in Silver's case, his self is completely bound up in how he looks. That's the thing that matters most yeah. to him. So yeah. that's that's how it's manifesting on him. Is he's bloated and therefore ugly and therefore yeah. depressed. I have to say I'm having a red dwarf moment. Cat became uncool and non-stylish and life for him no longer had meaning because he's so monumentally shallow. Yeah. <laughs> Superficial is my middle name. I'm the <laughs> Or how about Silver sits down somewhere as far away from the zombies as we can make it. And yeah, there are several nice pews in here. Yeah. So. And I will do a... Somebody can like help him up, because like... Zombies and zombies is, is it 90s? So well, you still have prestidigitation. But maybe we shouldn't be, you know, killing him in the temple of evil that he, you know, left behind. I didn't give him a heal spell. I no, just did a heal check. No, no, I'm, yeah, but I'm just saying is maybe we should treat him outside the chapel. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Don't yeah, we're, what yeah, we're doing is I'm, looking at the zombies. Okay. I, yeah. I, I wanted... I, I principally, we're looking to see if any of the dead people on the floor are yeah, so, so people poke around this room somewhat, and... Um, <laughs> give me first a knowledge civilization check. Uh, Lucy, you can add 10 to this and then roll it. Okay, nice. will let everyone else roll this? I don't think that's a good thing, Lucy. I fail. Uh, so I can add 10 to I got 12. 22. Um, 21. Okay, so Garen and Lucy, when you look at this, this Iliosa and this doctor... Um, you pull the doctor's mask off to have a look at him. You recognise that these two, uh, oh, they are respectively a Lauren and Alcio Carolyn, uh, oh, the, the patriarch and the matriarch of Carolyn Manor. These oh. are the two that own it, and in fact, they are the last surviving Carolyns because they don't have any children. Oh. Yes, the house is going to a collateral branch, including, including we don't convince the city to just burn it down and uh, rebuild something different. Moreover, when you look at them, uh, Osio <laughs> Carowin's, um doctor's um, Osio Carowin's <clears throat> doctor's outfit <clears throat> looks very poorly fitting. Uh, it's clearly these are clearly not his clothes. They're at least two sizes too small for him. Um, and they have been placed on him, um, possibly after he's been dead. Oh, it's hard okay. to tell. Uh, I'll then take a heal check for further information on this. Ooh. At 12. 18 untrained. Okay, so, Garen, based on the, um, <clears throat> some of the residue on the inside of the clothes and that sort of thing, he <coughs> died. Uh, probably of blood veil and then like a day later somebody has put Dr. Albrecht's clothes on him pulled, presumably taken his own clothes off forced Albrecht's clothes onto him um, and one of the corpses over there um, is dressed in clothes that look like they would fit Osseo Carolyn um, and Making sense in context, it looks like a cosplay King Eadred. Oh. He yeah, has on, you know, sense. magnificent but but slightly over gaudy regal robes <clears throat> and that sort of thing. So, Alcio and his wife came to the party as Eadred and Iliosa, which is in kind of poor taste in and of itself. But 
given yeah. that the Queen wasn't going to appear and it was a party for all the minor nobility. Yeah, I'm having a cattails moment. Who who cause? Why would a husband and wife cosplay as the Joker and Harley? And why would a husband and wife cosplay as Edward and Iliosa? Um, this is not a happy marriage. Because from the outside, their marriage looks great. Uh, Edred was the six, was the seventy-year-old man who was nailing the hot twenty-year-old, and she got to be queen. Yeah, yeah. Which is worse, a husband and wife cosplaying as Joker and Harley, or as Magneto and the Scarlet Witch? What? Definitely Magneto and the Scarlet yeah. Witch. That was a thing? That was a thing. Magne- people have done that. What? Magneto and the Scarlet Witch as a couple? Uh, no, people have cosplayed oh, while well, being a couple. Okay, well, right, yeah, because it's father-daughter people. <laughs> but it's... Um... <laughs> Let's just leave that. That point has jumped yeah. in and run away. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's too late. From... Um, it, it's it's you could pretty easily extrapolate that Iliosa was probably not delighted to her marriage to a man you know fifty mm. years her senior yeah. kind of thing, but you know from a certain point of view from an outside point of view they they claimed they had publicly they had a very happy marriage and all was well yeah. and lovely and all the rest of it, which is totally why Edric was banging painters on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, something is weird afoot here. Mm. Uh, moreover, the guy that is dressed as the the corpse that is now dressed as Eardred has a bunch of bits and pieces of um, has a bunch of bits and pieces. Uh... No, that point is completely gone. It makes no sense. Ignore that. Okay. So yeah, that's a thing that's happened here. Uh, is the corpse that is the corpse of the, of the guy who's dressed as Edred look like he's might have been the doctor? Uh, it's hard to say. Does, do you know what Doctor Albrecht looks like? No. I guess I was wondering if he had like some doctor stuff on him still or anything like that. No, I would have gone with the costume. Um, it looks like there has been a fairly ter- a fairly terrific fight out here, looking through all these corpses. Like, for example, about four zombies have staggered into the room, and somebody has killed them, um, taking them apart with some sort of bladed weapon. Hmm. So it's... Do we see a bladed weapon around anywhere? Does it look like there's no. some, uh, some of the dead bodies on the floor, maybe Kara and guards or anything like that, fighting zombies? Uh, no. No, there are, um... They look like they are people... Um, so four zombies have been basically hacked to bits here. Um, then there is the additional corpse of not uh, not Alcio Edward. Yeah, and that's the bodies on the floor. Right. Here. So there aren't any other bodies, like say middle-aged crazy one. No. Well, that's a plus. So someone's spot killed these zombies and they left, obviously. Or maybe they're still inside. They're not in here. They well, must have lived here because... Well, hardly least someone in here has fought zombies and not died, possibly. Yeah. Yes, That's which is good. Um, what sort of... Uh, does the floor like have a stone floor into it, or is it just a wooden floor? Uh, it is a very elegant tiled floor. Okay, that okay. Um, and... You, as you sort of 
push bits of quartz aside, you can see, um, I forget what it is, the holy symbol of Asmodeus is, inscri- is inscribed, like, tiled into the floor. Yeah, it's the devil, isn't it? So it would be the, the star, the inverted star. Yeah, it is indeed. It's the pentagram. Yeah, it's, it's the holy pentagram. symbol. A, a red pentagram yeah. is basically <clears> into <throat> the floor. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because it was all to do with the devil. Um, it was all devil um, stuff, like... Did you speak? He helped to raise the Yeah, yeah I think we, we, we might um, give Silver five minutes to clean the plague go off himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while you guys were doing all that, Silver's moved over to the throne, and he, he's given himself a prestigitation, and then he's just kind of like sobbing into his hands. Uh, yeah. uh, it's it's not a pentagram, but it is a red multifaceted symbol that is uh, basically knockoff brand pentagram. Yeah. So, is there any sign of someone having left the room, like bloody footprints or anything like that? Uh, can people give me a survival check? Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, or a search check if you want to search the room. Okay. Yeah, I'll do the search. search. Not your, not your Ooh, hello. <laughs> Twenty. Sixteen for survival. Ten for search. I'm trying to search yeah. the room without touching anything okay and it's not working out great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I almost too upset. Yeah. I'm trying to look for... Okay, so, okay. Um, so, Flora, what you find is there are uh, there are obviously um, several scrapes through the parts. Um, yep. And you find a single bloody footprint and several smears as if somebody has endeavoured to wipe these footprints away and cover and conceal their tracks. And you can actually get a vaguer idea of what's happened here. So somebody was out here, they fought a, they fought a bunch of uh, people that came into this room, zombies or whatever, um, cut them up, and then turned, went back to the altar of Asmodeus and tried to erase their footprints and cover them up as they went. And the footprint goes towards the altar and then stops and there aren't any other footprints afterwards. So either they went up and out the window flying or something in that neighborhood or they went under the altar. It's a secret passage. Yeah. Ooh. Good spotting, Flora. And anyone who is making that search check can now add 10 to it. Yay! Which will be yes. perfectly sufficient to find yeah. the secret passage. Yes. Yay! You're so, finding the stone things again. <laughs> I got help. Garen, you realize that this altar, it's a big, solid, um, big, solid, heavy wooden altar, but that it's actually on a little swivel nice. device um, that yeah, looks that like cool. there are controls up here, basically. You've got the wooden pulpit. And it's got the symbol of Asmodeus again in it, and sort of inscribed into it. And you think, when you trace this, when you put heavy weight on it, you're pushing mechanisms beneath, and that will cause it to move aside. And it's a two-way, two-way altar, because from the bottom, somebody can presumably pull a lever or something similar to move it from there. Hmm. So is this a throne, or no. something no, else? It's, it's a pulpit, okay. you know that is, where the no. preacher stands and talks. Oh, okay, yep, yep. It's a, a big wooden stand where he puts his holy book and goes, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of Asmodeus. Okay, where's that in comparison to the throne? What is throne? That, oh, because you said that they were sitting on the throne. No. No, I said they were sitting on a chair. Oh, okay. Um, and 
And really, you want to sit on a pew or something rather than so, the chair that uh, Zophiliosa was sitting here on. Here is Asmodeus's holy symbol. Uh, so yeah. it's sort of this semi-star, semi-pentagram thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the big pulpit thing in the middle. Or rather, that's where the guy stands mm-hmm. to get on it. Um, <clears throat> and all around here, there are a bunch of chairs and tables and that sort of thing. And Flora, you would guess that this place has been used as an impromptu doctor's office. But it's pretty much in tatters at this point. Yeah. Okay, I would have been sitting on one of the pews then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah and then there's classic church pews everywhere. Yeah. So can I figure out how to open it yeah, up? Yeah, with that 30 search check easily. You look at the symbol, go the mechanisms so, are under here. So it's probably tracing the thing. So I put my finger here. You run your finger around the holy symbol as Marty is a couple of times. Then you hear a click. And it begins to move. <laughs> Jack will go up to someone. Cameron Silver, I know you're not feeling in very well, but we've got to press on and see if we can find Lucy's mum, eh? I know it's pretty horrible in here, but the sooner we get through, the sooner we can get out into the fresh air and you can drink that nice potion and be a bit less diseased. (sighs) Hopefully get rid of this soon. Yeah, well, first thing will cure your blood veil, and secondly you can start recovering from the nasty eatlookies that the blood veil gave you. As the altar starts moving, it opens a crack... And then goes, and Garen, you actively hear, somebody's jammed it from the from the inside, probably by virtue of an extremely simple mechanism of literally jamming chunks of wood or candelabras or whatever else into it. Well, it's a good thing I brought a lever with me. Well, I could try and dis- I could try and mend the Whack. mechanism. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when you're too far away, yeah, you know, I mean, the crowbar. Moving this <laughs> is moving oh. this is only a matter of uh, breaking. This is only a matter of sufficient time and effort because there's no penalty for failing yeah. to do so. So, with like breaking down the entire pulpit is probably pointlessly difficult. Um, jamming the earth shaker in and wedging it and pushing at the pulpit, and eventually you hear a snap of wood noise from below. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, you're probably fact, wild on that because it's an Asmodeus symbol you're destroying. No, oh, no. Yeah. Although I don't believe, neither myself nor Sarah believe in the values of Asmodeus, we do respect him enough to stay out of his way. I just happen to have to need to get this pulpit off to the side. I may have accidentally broken half of the pulpit, but that's I'm fine. Not, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> that's a felon and I wouldn't lie. Uh, you, you actually hear a scream of metal and then a snap, and your guess would be a metal pole's been wedged in there, maybe a candelabra or something like that. Sounds good. Which, with enough force and oh, five minutes of grunting, mm-hmm. you smash. That's what we're hoping. You break and the pulpit swings open, and there's a good solid sized hole there uh, that leads down into a little little spiraling staircase that goes down maybe three meters or so and then a bunch of bits of broken metal that look like broken candelabras scattered over the top of the stairs Jack you know there was probably a more tactful way of doing that and immediately, Hi, but less fun Immediately from there, there is a body lying at the bottom of that set of stairs, and people get a perception check. Nope. Uh, 20, 22. 22. Uh, 22. I can't get a 22. No point me rolling. <laughs> when you listen in the quiet that comes after the snap and the grind, you can hear something coming from in that, whatever this basement hole area thing is, this... 
Like someone trying to breathe very quietly. Uh, Karen's going to start walking down the stairs. Hey, down there, we're not zombies. We're the good guys. Uh. There's a thud. Okay, at that point, Jack's going to run down the stairs. <laughs> you run down the stairs. There's there's a body sitting at the bottom. Um, sprinting straight past it to see where the thud's coming from. It's yep. clearly not that, because it isn't yep. moving. Uh, you... Basically, sprint downstairs, do a little gnomey jump over the body. Yeah, I imagine Garen's right behind me because he said he was coming down as well. Yeah, yeah. You and your I bloody movement speed. Yeah. Um, we both have turny leads, but I had magical advancements. Lying <laughs> face down on the floor in nothing but a basically a thin white underdress, effectively, uh, is a frail, withered looking woman that you have seen before. Oh. Uh, it is Lucy's mother. I run in. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, after Karen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, Jack runs up towards her. Livia, Livia Wintrush is lying, lying on the floor. And mm-hmm. what is in this room is it is basically an, an under basement under this um, altar. It looks like it has a bunch of sort of religious props and that sort of thing. Nothing bizarre or untoward down here. Um, but there's a workbench. Um, a bunch of religious props, that kind of thing. It's kind of the priest's study, hidden away down here. And I run I, over to the Livia Wintress yep. and take a look at her. Is she I, alive? I immediately come come in and then I go and hold her. In fact, she is alive. And not only that, she doesn't have blood veil. Huh. Uh, she is shivering uncontrollably. She's in really inappropriate clothes. It's not freezing cold down here, but it is reasonably cold. She's lying on cold stone, and she looks absolutely god-awful. Yeah. Uh, and her eyes blink a couple of times and fail to focus on you. Karen's going to give her a blast of all his remaining healing hands. By all means. She lies on the floor shivering and twitching. Okay. It appears to make no difference to her condition. Uh, she, uh, in fact, a couple of large bruises that are starting to very slowly form on her heal up and disappear. It looks like when you've called out to her, she's taken a single step forward and then just gone, boom, and collapsed. Uh, yeah. She needs, she needs constant, well, not more well, constitution, maybe? Or maybe she's oh, hungry. Flo, can you, can you help her? Yeah, I'll come in and do it. Maybe healing. she's been driven. <laughs> yes, you can. Let's see what's wrong with her. Uh, 17. Okay, so she is terribly, terribly sick. Not for once, with blood veil. What she has is pneumonia instead. Mm. Um, she has been down here in cold, poor conditions. Looking around here, it doesn't look like there's any food or anything down here. She's malnourished. She's got pneumonia from being down here in these freezing conditions in nothing but the thin clothes that she's in. Like, her party dress has been taken off her and moved somewhere else. Um, the... Uh, and she's been left in basically her undershirt. She's caught pneumonia down here, which has drained her constitution, and because she was a very frail woman to start with, she doesn't have a lot to lose. So she's sitting on one constitution. Oh, so oh. I will. Can you help? I will tell you that, Laura? and then I will take the last remaining scroll of yes cure disease that belongs to, to Lucy. Um, I was going to say lesser restoration. Yeah, yeah. She only oh. she only has pneumonia. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it it shouldn't be super deadly, except that she's clearly been stuck down here in these conditions. Uh, yep. 
Unless I was going to just lesser restoration. Yeah, get her yeah. con. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. That we will all bring, agree. That will bring her back to a much more um, uh, survive, uh, potentially yeah, survivable, usable point of view in life. That's nice. She gets oh, oh my god, she's on fire. So she is back to her full con. What? Oh, oh she's a very she's not a lady. Yeah. She's not actually super old. She's you know fifties kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't take but proper care. She of herself. has not taken proper care of herself in some years, and she is extremely frail by her nature. And she sort of. Shivers uncontrollably in Jack's arms, and then Flora comes up. Yeah, it, l- l- Lucy's arms, Lucy's arms. Lucy's arms. Flora comes up, puts a hand on her, pulls the scroll out, and starts casting. And you see her color and her vitality return to her mm-hmm. usual sort of sunken cheeks and pallid, pallid color. And um, you can also, you know, dig out a water skin and give her some water yeah, and yeah. that. And because she's presumably dehydrated. Yeah, she blinks and <laughs> Lucy, dear. Lucy, what are you doing here? Mother, are you okay? That means you can't. You you can't be here. Doctor Doctor Albrecht should have should have kept everyone out. He said he'd he'd try. He said he'd do whatever it took. He said that he wasn't going to. He wouldn't hurt me. He wouldn't let himself hurt me. Why Why are you here? Where's 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 Gaius? You didn't I get came, invited to the party. Where is Gaius? Is he all right? Something happened. There was a mad woman, and she sort of pushes her way out of your arms and stumbles yeah. up towards the entryway towards the stairs. It's okay. It, we, we've, we've contained the mad woman. You're safe for now. Mom, this is my friend Flora. She's she she's gonna make you feel better. She's already. Oh, yes, the butterfly girl. Yeah, I, I remember you, dear. But... Uh, oh. <laughs> she sneers, because she's still got new yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's no she's no longer going to die of it in any great hurry. Blood. It's a fairly slow, cold-brained disease. So. Um, I could not entertain this outfit. You've also got preparation slots. Yeah, I could. <laughs> um... Why would I bring a blanket? Let me think. Um, I, Maybe I brought a really, really big cloak. I probably would have a blanket or something. Other. I probably would have a blanket for survivors because I was hoping yeah. to find them. I'm, be, I'm hearing a preparation slot. You have a big, heavy winter blanket. <laughs> Which okay. I will she give to Lucy. Okay. Thank you, Flora. You've got a bit of a thing, Flora. It's okay. Sorry, I thought that was probably more my thing, but yeah. I know. It was just something yeah. I would have liked to have helped in this particular And in the background stop. of the scene, we see Silver pulling out a blanket and they go, No, um, <laughs> uh, you can have some little, little snacks for a, um, because she's malnourished, you can yeah. have some, like, bland snacks that will, like, come. Um, Little um, yeah. things you were thinking of bringing to a par- one of your well, parties no that you were known as the I will bring uh, like to cheese to straws or something. To, Lucy to, uh, to find a way to get her out. Gareth is actually thinking about looking at the other body. That's what I'm going to go do. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just. But yeah, but if you're um, giving orders, then you'll just go with that. <laughs> well, if you want to come look at the body with me, we, you can. Okay. I'll just. I, I forget if I Lucy and Jack can't look after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was better, he may turn. Yeah, yeah. Can you give me a heal check for him? He's very obviously dead. Okay, uh, that is. Uh, 
26. Okay, so you examine this, and Lucy's mother continues to sort of ramble on and off in the background, and she's saying he, he went out there, he, he went out there with, 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 with the boy to, to fight them. He was, he was so brave, and, and then he came back, and he said that he wouldn't hurt me, he said he wouldn't hurt me, and you look at this body, and this guy, you're guessing is Dr. Albrecht, and you're guessing you can put together the sequence of events now, because he's dead, and what killed him is he's cut his own throat with the scimitar that he is carrying. Oof. Okay. Class. Uh, he was turning into a... Yeah. Turning... Painted on the wall, in blood, in what's clearly his dying hand, it says, first do no harm. Oh. He so he is dressed in the red robe, red holy robes of a priest of Asmodeus, which he's clearly taken from a rack down here. There's literally an empty rack with one of the outfits missing, and thus you can put together the sequence of events between what Lucy's um, mother is saying, what Livia is saying, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And I will go to Livia's story because that's yeah. the easiest way to express this. And in between, she waffles and loses the point a while, as yeah. she's prone to do, and asks where Gaius is a few yeah. more times, but I'll cut bits of that out and yeah. nearly expose it to you in a somewhat in character. And she says, the, the party was, was lovely. I was sorry you couldn't join us, but I know you were busy with your friends, but it, it all went wrong. There was there was terrible, terrible music in this this woman came in in the gaudiest Harlequin costume and describes Joel and Easter, yeah. and she threw smoke everywhere, and it it smelt foul. And I was in the in the chapel for one of Doctor Albrecht's treatments, and he smelt the smoke and closed the door and said we should go down into the basement and wait. Uh, Doctor Albrecht and, and the boy and I and. We went down there and we waited and, and we waited. I wanted to go back up to the party, but they wouldn't hear of it. And and eventually, I was we were getting hungry. We'd been down here for. Yes. Gaius went up to get snacks, but he didn't come back down. So so the others went up to see what was happening. There there was sounds and a fight, and and Doctor Albrecht came down and told me that he needed our clothes and I told him that was positively indecent and then she sort of blinks a couple of times and she, well that horrid man I think he drugged me I fell asleep and when I woke up he'd stolen my lovely party dress and he'd gotten rid of his clothes and put on one of the priest's robes here and and he stuck all these candelabras in the door and he said that he'd been bitten, so it must have been quite a wild party. But I didn't need to worry, and I should just go back to sleep, and I didn't need to worry that you'd hurt me anymore. And then... Uh, I'm very hungry. And then I heard noises, and someone said, we're the good guys, and I tried to get up, and I think I fell down. <laughs> It's all came out of everything. It's all over now. Actually, I've got some uh, here. So he's gone up there. Um, they've barricaded themselves in here when the initial attack has happened. 
Um, then, from the sound of things, Joel and Ace has basically gone around over what's probably several days at this point and animated bodies all over the show. At some point, Albrecht's gone out into the chapel. At some point, he's been attacked by um, creatures. At some point, he's changed clothes with Alcio Carowin, presumably to create the impression that the Doctor is dead. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lucy's mother's dress is presumably out there somewhere. You haven't yet found it, based yeah, on where yeah. you've been. Um, but he's trying to create the impression that she's dead, too. Yeah. yeah. And then he has come back down in here, but he's been bitten somewhere in this process. Then he's killed him. Then he's barricaded the place in with candelabras. Then he's killed himself to stop himself dying and dying a blood veil and coming back up again as a zombie. Yeah. Um, uh, I can do something about the dress at the very least. Um, Silver hunts through his bag and pulls out a very, very beautiful ball dress with a, a very, very warm shawl yeah. and um, accessories to match. Oh, oh, that's that's lovely, dear. Oh. I wasn't sure whether or not we'd need a spare outfit as our disguises to get in here, so I brought a spare. Oh, that's that's this wonderful. This should fit you. She she takes it and says, "If you could just," and makes a little turn your back gesture and then there's shifting and, and buckling noises and that sort of thing. And you hear you hear a not very subtle whisper from behind your head, Silver, not directed at you. Hmm? Lucy, who's your who's your boyfriend? <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. He's just a friend who's a boy. I'm glad to see you're finally realising that you don't need to pick on looks alone. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Silver's face goes red. <laughs> Your father was never a stunningly, was never a stunningly handsome man, but... The important part is that Gaius is always there for me when I need him. I can trust him and rely on him. Oh, oh God. This <laughs> face is so red. So, don't miss out on a catch if there's one available. Oh, God. <laughs> is it minus one charisma? <laughs> U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You are ugly. Hey, hey, you Oh, hey, she's she's pimping you. She's recommending yeah. you. I know. And she's recommending you based on your personality. If you take that. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, she doesn't know you very well. So. Plus, she's crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Once she's back in the ball dress, we'll wrap her up in the um, blanket yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then she's a, got to, a warm shawl. Yeah, but as well, so. so a winter blanket and a shawl. Yeah. As many layers as possible, basically. Yeah. Right. Also, just to point out that Dr. Albrick is, in fact, an Asmodian priest. Yeah. yeah. But clearly a really classy one. Yeah. I think he was classy in the end. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna go to his corpse just to sound Just because he was lawful evil doesn't mean that he was a bad person. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna look at his body and then just go, thank you. Thank you for saving my mother. And then there's, there's a bunch of, like, vials of blood and that sort of thing down in here that suggests this is where he was doing bits of his experiments and that. None of it yeah. tells you anything other than, you know. He might have been experimenting trying to cure the blood veil. If he was experimenting on Lucy's mum and she hasn't got it, 
Yeah, we don't know what he was. We, we, we haven't what actually looked what he was box. doing. And uh, a checkup, she said, was happening to her. Yeah, yeah. her grasp of reality is. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes. yeah, but um, yeah. but the point is, she, he clearly wasn't infecting people with blood. But he yeah. appears he not to necessarily. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, the um, the fact that she doesn't have it in this you know pox stricken manner is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, now, does anyone have any ideas of how to get her up and out of this place? Without her seeing the body, I don't think we get, there's bodies all over the. She's going to see bodies. Yeah. What we should do is put another blanket over the doctor so she can't uh, see his body. There's actually, in fact, a back entrance outside of the chapel oh, that goes really? downstairs into the courtyard. So okay. yeah. getting can... out of here from this point is actually out, out just out of the manor period is actually really easy. Yeah. yeah, but we need to find we need to find Ruin. He was the other guy in yeah. here. Yes, yeah. the boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's, oh, yes, that was his name. I must introduce you to him, Lucy. Lovely lad, very ha- very handsome, almost has kind of elven, slightly elven features. And what a talent he could play the ocarina. He was a marvellous lad, very brave too. Do you know they where might? he might be? I wonder, I wonder if we want to go out to the courtyard and Silver could watch over your mother because he's feeling a bit poorly and the rest of it, and he's got beaten up a lot today and the rest of us could go around and look for him. Are you saying you're going to go on the rest of this adventure without me just because I'm not pretty, just just because I'm not (laughs) handsome? It wasn't really what I was saying. I was thinking you were sick and you feel kind of sad. But mostly I was thinking that somebody needs to keep an eye on Lucy's mother because we don't want to take her around. I want to stay with my mother. Okay, that makes sense. Not useless. I didn't say you were. I just thought maybe you were tired of getting beaten up. Oh, I can cover hey. doctor. You're not well, used to it. You've got your big ass touches. Still stab things. It's just you, you got, so you've gotten hurt a lot. See it. I actually haven't gotten hurt that much. It's mostly my pride. And then yeah. I'll help. It is actually mostly his pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll help Lucy. Oh, um, with your mum and help. Well, I'm trying to like, distract her mum while we're right down now. there so that her mum isn't focusing on anything. Yep. I'm gonna just. Um, actually, my yeah, AC is more than that. Pretty much talk to mother about old mm. times mostly. Yeah, just distract her from what's happening right now. Yeah, she's 14 at the moment. Yikes. Yeah, because my dex yeah. is minus one. Alright, so we'll park Lucy and her mum yeah. out in the courtyard. Yeah, yeah, we're, it's because you guys were coming here, um, sort of in the morning. Uh, in fact, you were coming here really early in the morning, yeah. so at this point it's maybe like Lunch? 10. No, not even that. You, you were coming here when they were supposed to be having breakfast, so at this point it's maybe 9.30 at the latest. Yeah. yeah. So you go out to the nice courtyard, you know, it's summer at this point, so. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's, Lovely growing plants out. The courtyard is actually really nice. There's lovely growing plants out here. There's benches to sit on. There's flowing yeah. little fountains and all this sort of thing. And oh, she's good. she sits out there and natters to you about the party and what everyone yeah. was wearing. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, but Lauren Carolyn came dressed as Iliosa. <laughs> Scandalous, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, you know that might be. The I told her that my well. daughter was the friend was a friend of the queen. <laughs> And she asked me what I was doing here. Can you believe that? <laughs> Silly woman. <laughs> as the um, as we go back in past the doc- as the four of us go back in past the doctor's body, yeah. I'm going to um sketch the um flowing wave. As we grant you peace. And we keep going back up the stairs and go elsewhere in the manor. Yep. 
And at this point, you can pretty much poke around the rest of the manor without um, anything accosting you, so I'm happy to just shorthand through this. Yeah. Uh, you will find um, several more <coughs> nobles off in... Uh, this area here appears to be a series of sort of games rooms, billiards and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, where there are a bunch of nobles in assorted costumes and things who are just dead dead. Yep. Um, they have not been... They, they, they have blood veil, they, but they don't appear to have ever reanimated. Yeah. They've yeah. just died of it. She hasn't animated every corpse in here. Yeah. Uh, one of them is wearing the sort of dress that has been described to you by Lucy. Yeah. Man, I'm glad we didn't find that room before we found yeah. your armor. <laughs> yeah. That would have really freaked you out. Yeah, but like, it's a corpse in my mother's dress, but it's not my mother. Oh, yeah. What does this mean? Yeah, yeah see, that's what I'm yeah, saying. It literally has, you know, down to the wedding ring with the Wintrish symbol on it and the sword. Oh, oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get that back. Please, please. We'll take it. And then yeah. we'll wash it before yeah, we give it yeah. back. Because Dr. Albrecht actively just went, okay, you're irrational, sedate, take wedding ring, take yeah. clothes. Which is just yeah. as well, because I bet you would have fought for that. Oh, yes. yeah. I'll... I'll... I'll check with Lucy if her mum's missing any other jewellery. But I, Lucy would have told everyone about the wedding ring yeah. and the dress. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah the wedding no, ring's that's about what she had for jewellery. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I think we might just want to let that dress go by the board. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's got a like good dress. Yeah, I don't care. It's Can't an unlucky anymore. dress and it's covered with ookie bits. Yeah. No, uh, it's been worn by a woman with blood veil. Traditionally, you burn uh-huh. those. And there is no sign of a body or anything else to suggest that Ruan Murakova is still in this manner. Right. He's he's not a corpse somewhere. He's not somebody who's been killed before or after. He just isn't here. Okay. Um, and there's no uh, obvious evidence of where he's gone. No notes, yep. etc, etc. Oh. Can we check the roof as well? Yeah. Yep, yep. You go up onto the roof, empty guard towers, nice rooftop little um, garden area, etc, etc. There's nothing up there, period. The party never came up here. He scar- He left the note and then he scarpered. That's my money. It's what I would do. Well, you know, it's what I would do if there weren't people that needed rescuing or whatever. But go check this out. That is the... I think Jared's giving us all the buildings so we can see that we've checked everywhere. Yeah. That's fine. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah. No, that's that's literally like a garden shed type area outside. Yeah. What's yeah. in it is what you'd expect: tools, equipment. Yeah. That's fine. Did you guys find anything? Uh, Ruin Murakova is not in the building. He's mm. not dead. He's not alive. He just flat out isn't here. Oh, mysterious. Um, so find, I think he's run away. You'd yeah. find at least three or four, at, at least three or four crossbows and several guards' bodies. So laying his hands on a crossbow would have been. Uh, reasonably easy. Yeah. They're, they're not worth taking. They're just miscellaneous yeah. crossbows. No other survivors. No other survivors. Oof. One person. Three people were barricaded down here. Two of them went out for supplies. Only Dr. Albrecht came back, apparently. And um, then he killed himself. Should we have a look through that journal before we call in the authorities and the like? But, but do we want to use Quoth and Majinko to call in the authorities? Or do we just want to go outside and tell the guards what's happened? Huh? Uh, the, yeah. Well, not the mercenaries, of course, but yeah. So, 
Quoth comes and sits on your shoulder, Lucy, mm. quietly says to you, well, it's Quoth, oh, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> next you might. Ah, so, I know we're not allowed to leave any of the people inside. Right. What about Jill and Easter? Her right. entrails are fresh. Yeah. Right. No, don't. That's disgusting. Don't do that. Too late. That's the evidence. You're eating the evidence. Of course, it's the light. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna not have heard that for my sense. You didn't. You didn't. That's Quoth doing it out in the garden. Okay, that's all right. Where it's just Lucy and her mother. Yeah. And Lucy knows when to ask. Oh, that bird! He has the funniest jokes. <laughs> Gaius, la- Gaius will laugh too when I tell him that. Jack. My, what rustic and interesting architecture. Yeah, that My, works. what a bunch of corpses are in this room. <laughs> and that's all the corpses and ooky bits and gross things that are in Carol Manor. Now we can set the place on fire. Yeah, no, no fire. Now we can get the corpses oh, out yeah. to the grave. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. now we can, now we can go get, get the authorities. Yeah. Alright, so we make it out to the courtyard. But I suggest we just sit down and read this book and find out the last piece of evidence. Oh, yeah. I, I now, a feeling we're going to get some nasty ghosts out of these guys. Now that we're um, now that everything's peaceful and quiet, we can just enjoy the sunny courtyard for a little bit. Yes. Okay. So, looking through Doctor Albrook's notes. Yes. Um, he. Now let's see here. Ah, uh, for starters. Silver and silver mm. alone gets a wisdom check. Oh, God. Oh, oh, <laughs> why me? Because you're made dreamiest from me. Oh, oh, for fuck's sake, give me something decent. Oh. Former 17. Oh, oh. Okay, 26. Holy I'm smart. Yeah, so. <laughs> because oh you're a former Asmodeus worshipper with me, my guess. Silver, in the little uh, brazier? A little fire thing. Yeah. In in the little brazier that lights up the doctor's desk down in his secret study, there are a bunch of ashes of you know fuel has been burned in there. There are also a couple of little unburned chunks in there mm-hmm. um, of what look like they are perhaps letters that have been perhaps too hastily burned in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you pull one out, you can make out sort of three or four letters, not enough to get anything out of it. But it's Tanith's handwriting. Ooh. So he was in communication with Tanith. Oh my god. What's my father doing? The silver finds it out. The silver tell the party? That's a good question. He's the only one who knows. Yeah. I mean, there's literally the word let on there, so it's telling you nothing of um, any actual information other than the fact that it exists. Oh, it's starting to become important to the security of the city. Um, Leave oh. <laughs> Strike it down in its place by our side. <laughs> they don't make up his mind. Uh, meanwhile, in Dr. Albrecht's notes. Yep. Um, Albrecht makes. Um, a couple of reference to a couple of vague references to the assignment that has sent him here. Reading between the lines, he's got some sort of backer or superior somewhere, but he very deliberately never names or even hints at the individual just what he's doing here. Um, 
based on based on his journal, and this is not his personal diary. This is literally for, as you'd read it, a series of medical experiments and things. Uh, he says that this should be a perfect testing ground because this area is, one hopes, isolated from the blood veil with the manor barricaded and all the guests in. Um, there should be no outside spread. We can observe for symptoms. Um, can, we can observe for symptoms, conduct infections, and conduct tests. And then you are looking through the information that is in here. And can you give me a heal check? Because this is actually medical science that you're going to have to read here. 23. Okay, so you understand what it is that he's been doing here. Um, he has been bringing in all the guests and then at his strong pers- at his personal uh, demand, all of the servants and the musicians and guards and everyone in the manor as well, uh, and he's been drawing blood from them, he's been testing it for blood veil, and he has some very open notes that are ridiculously accessible to read in a way that no doctor ever writes, um, so that anyone who comes along he can show them, yes, look here, no one has blood veil, according to my notes. Uh, what he's actually doing, based on the test markers and that sort of thing, is giving people uh, the equivalent of when you get a vaccination, what you actually get is a tiny, tiny dose of the disease. Um, what he's doing is he is injecting people as he checks them with very small amounts of blood veil to see how resistant they are to the symptoms. It wouldn't even manifest as anything but perhaps a little red spot. You'd only pick it up in the blood tests again. So he hasn't given them blood veil and they're going to rampage around and die of it. He's given them just enough to test how fast they're recovering from it. And then he's got this copious string of notes about who's recovering the quickest, who's recovering from the slowest, what the connections are, etc. What the connections are between those people, etc., etc. And... Sorry. Important plot notes here. Uh... What he concludes in his notes is, most importantly, and he has this underlined four or five times, blood is the key. We're going to need massive amounts for a citywide cure, an ongoing drive. Uh, what he has then been going and testing is giving people, uh, people the people that are proving more resistant to it, he's, inject- he's trying to treat their blood and then inject it back into the other guests to see if he can develop a serum and a cure on behalf of his mysterious backer. Um, Moreover, his research shows that the Varesians that are in the manor are particularly resistant to this. They have a much higher chance of resisting the blood veil than anyone else in here, based on what he speculates are a bunch of environmental and genetic factors. Uh, he has found somebody who he has given increasingly large doses of blood veil to, uh, all of which he has proven immune to. It just dies out in his in his system, uh, and that individual is simply referred to as R. Ruins the patient. A Varesian of some kind. We now have to find him. Um, yeah. No wonder he's not in the matter anymore. That would be too easy. Yeah, Tennis probably got him. He says that no, this. No, he says wild. that this young man is immune. Um, that his tests give him a bunch of vague factors that might be why, but no strong facts. Um, he doesn't think that 
Ruan is patient zero because he doesn't show any sign of ever having had the blood veil. He just happens to be immune to it by sheer luck, coincidence, charm, or fate. Um, Which means, he suggests, because there's nothing overly remarkable about Ruan Mirakova, other people in the city may have the same thing. And based on the amount of research he's done, you know what he's tested for, and you could now theoretically test for it too and find if there are other people in the city who are naturally immune to the blood veil, basically. Uh, So that, that. uh, Dr. Albrecht speculates that um, what he really needs to get these tests going really well is a sample of the original plague that was spread it, because he clearly thinks it's a manufactured plague. In fact, he actively writes about it like he knows that for a fact. Mm. Um, which, of course, if his mysterious backer is Tanith Mandravius, he does. Because Silver told Tanith that? Or because Tanith already knew that? Uh, it was openly discussed at that meeting oh, to right, quarantine, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. among other things, and, and Tanith probably knew well before yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he talks about if he could find like patient zero or a sample of where it came from, because if it's a manufactured plague, it, it came from somewhere. There's an original test tube out there somewhere. And if he can get that, that would be another component. Uh, so you now have um, you now have another component for the cure. You have this alchemical okay. soapstone that sorts yeah. out the symptoms. And you have Dr. Albrecht's notes that talk about uh, basically putting non-infected blood into infected people and that sort of thing. Yeah. The science is reasonably complicated. You have no trouble understanding it. Albrecht is clever, but he's not a mega, you know, 30th level healer. He's not talking in words you don't understand. No. So that is another part of the cure done. Blood yes. is the key. And all must give their blood, say his notes, for the good of the city by Asmodeus's decree. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tanith is back in this. I think it's the Empire. I think it's Tanith. Trying to cure the, the blood bell. Yeah, I mean, there are a great many, by which I mean at least two dozen people, that would now be aware that it's a deliberately manufactured plague. Yeah. Of course it's blood veil. Of course the blood's a factor. It's called blood veil, and it's made by a vampire. And his notes end, his notes end unremarkably. They just stop. You know, he does he does Tuesday's tests, and then there's nothing more covered. He doesn't. There's nothing of oh god, they're coming, they're coming, or anything of the sort. Uh, just bear in mind, um, as a manufactured plague, the vampire probably has a cure because they have. I thought a, he was working on it. You don't, the vampire, yeah, probably has a cure. Why would he need one? He he he's was, undead. He was his yeah, but the um, they created the plague. There's no yeah. reason. There's no reason to think they don't already have a cure for the plague, given it was a created disease. He doesn't. But then he said one. that he was he was finding a cure. Yeah, no. he said yeah. no. He was studying the spread of the plague. That's different. Yeah. Ah. Uh, exactly what he said. Ramoska Ra- 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 Akmanov specifically said that you were interfering with his valuable work, and it would cost a great many lives. Oh. Okay. He's learning about diseases for the good of future. The, like the, in a, the stuff you are doing is going to, according to him, result in a lot of people dying. Oh. For example, if we cure the blood veil before his awesome disease research, research completes, 
he, his disease research is for nothing. But that, he that, find that out is based on his wants and needs, yeah. and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And Garen's completely right. He'll be completely immune to the blood veil in that he doesn't yeah. you know, have blood anymore. So. Yeah. Oh, he does have blood. It's just other yeah. people. So. Well, yeah. I think it's a mixture of the two. I think he's working on a cure, and I think he's doing research into the spread of the plague. The thing is, there's... Um, like, if he wanted to cure the blood veil, he'd stop spreading the blood veil. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this yeah. is... I mean, they have a, they have the, they have some, they have components of the blood veil. They have something that masks the symptoms that doesn't cure it. Hmm. There's no, re- I think it's logical to assume that they have a full cure as well as that partial I don't, cure. We haven't, we haven't pinned that on the vampires, have we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the, sorry. We don't know no, it was the vampires, but I think it comes from the same people who made the disease. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean the vampires part of it. Yeah, no, you, you have no proof of that. The, the theory was that because he was a master healer with high ranks in yeah. heal, he would uh, um, he would also be theoretically capable of having large amounts of ranks in craft alchemy to make yeah. the it was an assumption. soapstone. Yeah, but I think the his faction, mm-hmm. which G- Gadrin and um, him and whoever else is a bad guy who's behind this, have the actual cure and the fake cure. Yeah, the fact that he came, like, a couple of weeks before the blood veil started spreading is yeah. just too coincidental. And I don't, in character, think that it's Tanith because I don't have the piece of evidence, mm. but I think it's somebody powerful within the city who wants the blood veil cured. And, you know, given that he's an Asmodian, you know, either Tanith or Tavia is a logical theory as people within, who are hideously influential in the Church of Asmodius and, you know, do want the blood veil cured. Yeah. So Dr. Albrick in here was was using the um, people in Carolyn Manor as an experiment without their knowledge. Yeah. He wasn't hurting them, but he was definitely lying to them. Yeah, yeah. which is evil. It is a bit evil, but it's not nearly it's as evil as what we, as what we, we thought, thought he was doing. doing. Yeah. 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 It was um, for the greater good. And but it was he, he was also actually doing what he was hired to do here, which is test them to see if they have blood veil and... Um, yeah, you know, ensure it's not getting into the matter. It's just getting into the matter because he was introducing. Yeah, it. I'm sure a very, very good cleric wouldn't have handled the situation by going. This is a perfect, perfect, isolated test bed. I'll use them for my cure research without telling them. But he was actually doing cure research. He wasn't doing it in the way he yeah. should have been. He could, have, he, he, he could have also been hired by the opponents. He yeah. can't be good aligned. So. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a, he's a cleric of Asmodeus. Yeah. Now, yeah. are we 100% sure of that, or is he just paying lip service like Tanith? Uh, he's known to be an actual no, cleric Tanith, in, Tanith is, Tanith is in that he casts spells and he claims to be a cleric of Asmodeus. So, the yeah. odds are pretty high. Yeah. Um, so has there been any connection to when Joel and Esther came in? Uh, well, we have what Livia told us about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that Which, day she suddenly appeared. And, yeah, yeah, well, and the, um, it fits with what, what's in his journal. She was receiving treatment from him, mm. which means he was giving her little bits of blood veil to build up an immunity, yeah. and mm. they were in the chapel when Joel and Easter came in and started and firebombing the place, his... and he got her out of there before she could catch the blood the, veil. The last entry in his diary is probably about two weeks ago, so that's presumably yeah. when Joel and Easter came in and started wrecking the joint. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as to how she got in, there are several methods. You yourselves walked yeah. in without... Yeah. Um, yeah. 
She came in in a party dress and a mask, so. So I'm glad we didn't take my suggestion of fucking around. Yeah. Because if we'd left it one more day, Livia would definitely have died in that basement. Yes. Yes, her con was one. Yeah. She was one good sneeze away. You ain't got far to fall when you're a five. Yeah. Alright, so, okay, we know what's in the journal. Obviously, we want to get it to Dr. Renard. 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 Um, So my suggestion is we just walk outside and tell the guys outside what's happened. The other thing we can do is use familiars and bring in Cressidia or uh, the Church of Phrasma directly. But I don't see any reason we can't tell these guys first. So the guards outside, are they proper guards or are they just mercenaries? They're mercenaries. They're hired. They're not um, city guards. They're people the Carowinds have hired for personal private security. Yeah. And there's four or five more of these guys inside who are dead. Yeah. They will run if we tell them. We should tell yeah. the guards first so they can interview the guys. Okay. Alright. If you guys are all fixed on that, yeah, then um, do we want to send word to Christidia? Or um, do we want to send... Maidens. The Grey Maidens? The Hell Knights! They'll sort this out. Okay. Um, well, they will. Well, maybe they will. I, I would think both. But the, okay, the I, one... I'm going to call to Grey Maidens. And... Yeah, because your attachments. Yeah. The one thing with Sabrina is Sabrina can come here and say, by order of the Queen. Or yeah. Yes. All right. Whereas so Chrysidia let's. Um, and I will send Majinko to um, Chrysidia. Okay. And then are you guys going to basically hang out here? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So after about four hours or so, um, I we assume... can use some time to rest, and this yes. courtyard is not. <laughs> and, and I assume you're sending a message that says there aren't any more horrible blood drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have cleared the place. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a there is a, there is a situation that requires non-urgent cleanup. <laughs> yeah, so they will they will come with probably a squad of about a dozen people: six grey maidens, six corbosan guards, and one of the doctors from the hospice of the Blessed Maiden. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, you, as you're sort of listening out for this. You hear the crank, 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 crank of the drawbridge being cranked. Yeah. As the mercenaries presumably go across, and you go out there to see what's happening, and the mercenaries on the other side lowering the drawbridge, having come across in this boat for the armed group that's on the other side. Hmm. And he's saying, he's saying to them, "Look, I don't know what you've heard. I let a, I let a, I let a group in. A, I let a group in about five hours ago. They didn't look too suspicious." Could they have been armed? I suppose they could have been armed, but I'm sure they couldn't have taken out the entire manor without us. Oh my god! As he opens the door! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah, I think we, we, we wander up. And, yeah. um, is there anyone we know in the group, or are these just random? No, they are random people. Yeah. Because there's no actual reason Sabrina or Chrysidia need to get involved with this. Yeah, yeah. but we identify ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah as ex, we identify yeah. ourselves by yeah. name yeah. and yeah. as ex um, corpus and reservists. And your your name and reputation is somewhat known to them, and they find it exceedingly unlikely that you've come in here, murdered everyone, and then summoned the guard because yeah. you're completely yeah. nothing. And, and stayed on the premises. <laughs> Because we're um, some kind of mass, mass, yeah, yeah. mass. So they will, they will probably, you know, take you out. The the doctor sort of comes in, takes one look at this from behind his plague mask, and says, "Everybody out, please." All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. quarant. This place is under quarantine immediately. <laughs> Everyone inside is dead, so there's you know no rush. <laughs> uh, so then you will be taken out 
side into the street, yeah. basically, and interviewed for half an hour on yeah. who you are, what the fuck you're doing here, what's happening, etc., etc. Yeah. Your stories are straight and plausible. Yeah. No yeah. has yeah. any problem with them. And I'm yeah. looking like dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you so can actually have redisguised yourself to look no, like I, someone who doesn't know I'm your finest. No, 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 I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, I can only do presentation. Oh, right, you can't do disguise. The, the yeah. doctor comes out and the doctor comes out <laughs> and, and looks at you and it's highly possible that you all have blood veils from running around and gallivanting around in there with so many corpses and the exposure to the disease. Did anyone get bitten? Yep. <laughs> Everyone would just point. <laughs> you almost certainly have something <laughs> serious. <laughs> Possibly more than one thing. <laughs> it's been a busy week. <laughs> oh my god. Well sort of looks you up and down, checks you over it. You look healthy enough that I don't see the need to haul you off the street to the hospice, but if you start to get considerably worse, you know where to find us. Thank you. <laughs> and then I take mother home. <laughs> Did you want to take her to my place? Because I do have a room up, upstairs away from the blood veil where she could stay and I could look after her. Yeah. She's got pneumonia. So. Hello. I was told there was a bit of business here for the corpse carts, oh. yeah. You're gonna Good to see you again. Hey, Elkie, you're going to have a few days' work here. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> and um, we'll be wanting to put... I, I would like to um, put in... Um, what was his name? Dr... Albrook? Dr. Albrook in for a commendation. He um, saved some people's lives, which was a good trick in that place. The grey maiden, the senior grey maiden, I'll make a note of it, blah, 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 was happening, blah, yeah. blah, writes this all down. Yeah, blah, I literally want him to get a commendation from the Church of Asmodeus. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> assuming that he's working within their structure, he'd yeah. quite certainly do so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to do anything specific with Joel and Easter? Not really. Um, Is there anything you particularly desire to do with well, her? No, we, we already we, looted her body. I, I mean, we can let them know. I mean, we can let, I think we let Christina's yeah, guards know. know we, fa- we found the Fugitive Joel and Easter, she was mentioned in Walt's notes. There's yep. probably a warrant of some kind out on her. We have absolutely no idea what, what happened to her entrails, but still, let's speak to us. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she See? really got hacked that uh, around the belly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you so, know, killed by adventurers, there's a lot of bloodshed generally. Yeah, and then just mis- I mean, and to be honest, just... she died because people set her on fire yeah. with a scorching breath. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was one arrow. <laughs> Oh, the arse. It was also the scorching ring. <laughs> yeah, she was scorched. And thunder and lightning. Yeah. I, I can't believe we're the When the people aligned against you are evil, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, looks at you all the damage. Yeah, yeah, well, particularly post mortem. That's just a yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't let your raven eat the ball, even if they are bad people. <laughs> she had an eye before, now she doesn't. <laughs> yes, so you have cleaned out Carolyn Manor. Yes. Um, so, I would have taken the pieces of paper with Tanner's handwriting with me. Sure. Yeah. Or if you, if you want to get rid of them entirely, it's very the easy to toss them in the fire there. Um, or if you, want to no. keep, if you want to keep them as evidence, then uh, you can easily slip them into a pocket. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, uh, nope. um, I want to make note for Dr. Anita of not only the notebooks, but all of Dr. Albright's conclusions. Yeah, as and, and, and his, from reading it. all of his experiment stuff. Yep. Question. That they know where it is. Do you um, do you put anything about the one person who's like immune to it in the city? 
Um, I warn them that there is someone that has been infected and is showing no signs walking around. Uh, he literally, he's not infectious based yeah. on Albrecht's okay. notes. Albrecht's injected him with a fairly, a, a decent yeah. sized whack of blood veil and it's gone the next day. Yeah. And I'm... it has, he hasn't passed it off to anyone because no one else in the manor has it either. So I tell them that and that he is walking around. Um, yeah, he's he's not merely immune in the sense that he doesn't die of the disease, but carries it like the were rats do. The blood veil dies when it comes into contact with his blood. Yeah, he's producing natural antibodies. Yeah, in the same way, Garin can't be a carrier. Yeah, yeah you know, but... Ruan's is presumably not based off his paladin level. But, um, <laughs> yeah, mine's so um, transferable. As we um, as we leave the manor, yeah, like and your stro- blood would show nothing remarkable, I imagine. Yeah, but it's no, both okay. in the same way as a removed disease. Thing. Apologies. Helen's got something important. You're yeah. right. Yeah. No, it's okay. I was just talking and then... Yep, but that's all right. Um, so as we leave the manor, um, <laughs> I will give fish out a vial and hand it to Silver. What's this? One of the potions of removed disease. Remember, we should, said we shouldn't give it to you until we're outside the manor in case more people cough on you. <laughs> which was certainly a good call, because yeah. otherwise you just have blood veil again. <sighs> But right. you drink this, and that should cure your blood veil. And and you just slam hopefully it back. everything else that's wrong with you as well. <laughs> so so we'll just laugh for a moment. It's like it's as simple as that with magic, isn't it? Oh, all down the hatch. Just tears out the top with his teeth, and yeah, more more will not show up tomorrow if you have blood veil in you. Mm. Yeah, like you won't catch it again tomorrow morning. Yeah. Otherwise, you might show symptoms because. Theoretically, you could have a potion of removed disease every day and be completely safe from it. It's just that would be ludicrously expensive when you weren't sure whether you had blood veil or not. What are you looking for? I'm just looking at how many stats. Is three stats you're down? Uh, Is it three stats you're down? Or is it Uh, all? Charisma... Um, and and Dex. Charisma, Con, and Dex. No, she's no I, just, I just moved all my stats yeah, over because I wanted to see. Because we've both got two diseases, yep. neither of mine are blood veil, whereas one of hers is blood veil. Yep. So are mine. Three of mine. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. So, Silver is cured of blood veil. Finally. <laughs> Type A. <laughs> Type A. And oh, this way your attributes and... can go back to normal normally yeah. as opposed yeah. to. Um, I'll just sleep forever yeah. until I'm pretty again. Yep, remove disease explicitly cures all the diseases that you're suffering. Yay, thank goodness. <laughs> Alright, let's move this book over to Dr. Rainier. And then, I'm pretty tired, but I guess maybe we should head off on Ruan's on trail sooner rather than later. When did we get that note? Uh, that's been... Three days ago, that he, um, that three days ago, that it was found stuck yeah. in a wall somewhere across the street over there. I think that you can literally, you can literally go across that wall and find a little chip where it looks like a crossbow bolt's yeah, been yeah. embedded in it, but it doesn't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. all right. Well, let's go home and go to bed, and then tomorrow we can try and track him down. And then we still have to look into that plague ship. I want to go over and try and help the people of Opelbosa, but at this point it seems like we might be closing in on a cure, at which point we could help the people of every, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> did you want me to... Did you want Flora to stop in and look after your mum? That would be wonderful. So that she, she gets better yeah. from pneumonia. It's much less because it's only like 1d2 a day, but um, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it, it's, it's not blood veil for a start. Has, and you'll be using her on healing check. Is yep. Z, Z is still in the hospice for the blessed man. Yeah. yeah. 
But we, but they'd tell us if he was really, really badly off. Mm. Yeah. But we could maybe hire someone to look after your mother during the day. I can ask Brunsk. Brunsk. Oh, oh yes. yes. That's right, because he's working in the... Yes. You hired him. Brilliant. Yes. He, yes. I mean, he could take great care of her, because he's I a really nice have, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy and Brooks through the, yeah. the sort of basics of looking after her mum. Brunsk is not doctor, but... Uh, Brunsk only treats mostly stab wounds, that sort of thing. <laughs> I love uh, Brunsk. This, this, this lady, pretty for older lady, but not strong like Brunsk, not strong enough to have fight and get stab wound. No, sick from illness. Brunsk not deal so much with illness in wild, but Brunsk no plants in tea, uh, pop up vim, lend stamina to lava, that sort of thing. Wow. Good for this as well. Brunsk no heal class skill for ranger. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brunsk not yeah. compellingly wise, but... Is it a ranger thing? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about Nakota? Right, heal is a ranger skill. Uh, Nakota, I believe... Has, he's more city-based. So has ranks in it, no, but, he's not a city-based right, ranger. He was off in the, the wilds. Yeah, but he doesn't necessarily put points of... I bet uh, he has points in survival. He tell you he what he has. Uh, he has two ranks in heal, giving him a heal modifier of plus four. Is that okay? If Lucy would like Nakoda to, uh, I'll, to I'll, go... I'll bring it up. It's just that like, Brunsk already lives in the... Yeah, Arkansas. I think that's, yeah. that's probably that's, pretty... Or you yeah. really, and I was mainly thinking for someone to stop her wandering off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Brunskin can make certain she doesn't yeah. decide that Gaius wants her to pick flowers on a rooftop. Yeah. But I love, I love the idea of this big sort of barbarian guy just pouring tea. <laughs> I know. I know, that's so, that's so And you know, he can, he can, you know, come find you or whatever if she suddenly start, gets really... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea. I mean, Brunsk seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. You're, um, are you staying here as well? Generally speaking. Um, yeah, you can. You're, you're yeah, I'll probably be coming and going, yep. and I can't look, uh, like keep on eye on mother all the time. So yep. that's why I. Yeah, the theory is because yeah. she's going to want to yeah. go out adventuring. So Brunsk yeah. is basically sleeping here. Is the theory? Are yeah. you sleeping here as well? Um, I have a little room, and Brunsk has a room. I, I presume. Um, just yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah. at this point, he'll probably yeah. just borrow these because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's well, just entirely fine. Brunsk sleep on floor in here. Little bed for little no, too small for Bronsk. Bronsk not Bronsk over four feet for for tall. I'll just make what sure. What is it? Twice that. Bronsk knows where to find me. If Bronsk if six foot Lucy. seven. Lucy, <laughs> I, Lucy, I think you need to invest in a bed. Yeah, I mean, Lucy will find Yeah. Bronsk sleep in many places before. Floor comfy has fireplace. Brunsk oh. live in luxury now. Yeah. <laughs> when Brunsk work for other pretty lady alchemists, Brunsk sleep on doorstep. Here, Brunsk has roof. <laughs> Brunsk live in luxury. Oh, that's so sad. Oh my god, that's so sad. Brunsk oh. my favorite NPC. <laughs> yeah. I think you should still give him a bed. I know. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna find the um, nice room. Like maybe uh, um, there must be a spare room in the house. <laughs> And um, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Give him an extra. Clear out, clear out yeah. one of the old storerooms. Give him some extra gold so he <laughs> can buy some bed and get that. Yeah, really Brunsk is like king of Corvosa now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brunsk once have job, have to go through sewer, kill goblin, 
Talk to mad woman. Get infectious diseases. Here in Corvosa, Brunsk have roof. Brunsk have bed. Brunsk never return to Magnamar. Oh, no. That one's for you, Lockhart. And you hear a ding as he becomes a new permanent NPC. Oh, Brunsk so feel close. level coming off. I'm so glad you adopted him. He is the best. He is the best pet. Alright, and at that point, everybody returns to their own houses. Brunsk yeah. not pet. Well, maybe for pretty lady. <laughs> Ron's very scratchable on the beard. Oh, he's a good boy. He's a good so boy. Yes, he's we, a good boy. Makes it Lucy and her mum get home safe. Makes it Dr. Rainier gets the secret journal of secret notes. Yep. And, and we go home to our respective beds. For you'll get a pretty immediate um, short response back from that that says basically, you know, thank you, looks interesting, yeah. we'll look into it. And then later a longer one that says, hmm, you know, interesting. <laughs> interesting. That says fascinating technical medical verbal, three paragraphs of technical medical verbal. We'll look into it. <laughs> we'll look into it further. Okay. Um, Sil- Silver's, um, before Silver goes home, he's gonna buy himself three days worth of food and lock himself in the room. <laughs> he's gonna leave a note, to, note from Dakota not to, not to... Don't look at me like this. <laughs> don't I don't come into you... my room for the next couple of days. I don't want you to see me this way. <laughs> yeah, basically somewhere on the lines of, I don't want you to see me for the next couple of days. <laughs> oh my God. We're not waiting three days for you to do <laughs> I can see you just going around your room going, I will miss you. And you put a, a yeah, little towel yeah. across the mirrors. Yeah, he's putting towels across the yeah. mirrors. How many mirrors do you have in your bedroom? One for each point of charisma. Silver, can I please come in? There's only one bathroom in the house. <laughs> Silver puts a, set, puts a pillowcase over his head and opens the door. Okay. Why did you forget to put eye holes in the pillowcase? <laughs> no, some days I see a lot of your father in you. <laughs> With less than sixteen, <laughs> what is the kind of got? Uh, it can't be awful. Hmm. I haven't got them right in front of me anymore. I hadn't put them away. Something certainly. Um, anyway, so yep. night passes um, uneventfully. Yay! Yay! No vampires at the window, except for Lucy. This is right. Oh, no, no, I think there's something more dramatic going on. Uh, Lucy, can you give me a perception check? Oh crap, there's a vampire at the window. No. Okay, 13. I need a fourth wife. And then minus 10 because you're asleep, <laughs> but that does bring you to three. Yeah, positive. It's a positive number. <laughs> Look on the bright side, it's a positive number. Chill's just walking and be like, no, you don't get to live now. <laughs> Lucy, uh, something. You are you are asleep in the night, yeah. And something sort of disturbs you. You you rock around a bit in your blankets, and awaken from this dream of Sabrina's arms around you, <laughs> um, to realize that you are actually 
she in in your dream she is carrying you up the stairs in her arms like this up an impossibly tall tower that has all these rainbows up the top Um, and you stir from this pleasant dream sort of murmur slightly and are disoriented for a moment because you are in someone's arms but you're going downstairs not upstairs you are wrapped up in a blanket and Brunsky is carrying you down the stairs Brunsky's remain mind flails what's going on what Bronsk will take you outside, pretty lady, to look Why? at stars. No, he's been mine wide. What? Yeah. Put uh, me down, Bronsk. Can you give me a sense of motive, Jay? Oh my god, what? And everybody else, Lucy has to deal with the situation over Okay, sense motive. Uh, it's wisdom. It's zero. So, 17. Okay, so there are a number of things inappropriate about this. Yeah. You know, e- even if Brunsk is electing to take you out to look at the stars romantically or whatever, uh, stealing you out of your bed in the night is clearly not the way to do it. And you don't think he's that dim. Yeah. But he seems very focused on this goal. Like, he's not taking your objections and answer. You have to come out and look at the stars. Um, and you realize that... Yeah, Brunsk is being, being compelled by this. He, This is what he thinks okay. that he's doing. He's taking you out to look at the stars. But his eyes are somewhat blank and glazed, and he's far too focused on his goal. He's not listening to your no, no, put me down. Yeah. He just keeps carrying you down the stairs. Uh, um, okay, I, I, this is going to be... Very bad, but like I'm gonna try to. <laughs> Are you gonna try and take him? You gonna try and wriggle out? Um, the wriggle ground? out, yeah. Escape. Try to escape, but that's not gonna do. Sure. My so it's it's either a, it's it's artist. a grapple check or an escape artist check, whichever um okay, favors so you better. Which one? I don't have. Escape oh, okay. I got, I got escape artist. Okay, I'll try escape artist because I get plus two. Yeah, rather than plus one. Oh, okay, no. eleven. <laughs> And he's got you tightly, nicely wrapped up in the blanket as yeah. you sort of struggle and click. Brunsk walks you outside the door. Yeah. Um, walks you oh, out through fun. the open front door. Okay. And as soon as you step out through the open front door, you walk through and something from above the doorway reaches down, grabs you by your hair, and just yanks you out of his arms. And oh. then flicks you around, switches to a grip on your throat. And Rachmoska Achmenos is standing on the wall of your building just above the door, holding you effortlessly by the throat, you know, six feet up in the air above the doorway, kicking, and Brunsk just kind of stands there glass-eyed, seeing nothing apparently wrong with this. He did make his perception to wake up, but he didn't yeah. make his will save. Oh my god. On the other um, hand, I do think vampire proof is a high standard for your um, employees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can't necessarily make those will safe. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't judge. And he looks unhappy. <laughs> oh dear. I'm going to be murdered. <laughs> Oh no, women don't get murdered, they get turned into wives. <laughs> Leans in to you. What have you done at Carowin Manor? He's Can I del- speak? Yeah, he's deliberately not choking you. He's just okay. holding you trivially, like this is a pretty easy task for him. One-handed by the jaw, so you sort of take a bit like this, but you can speak and act reasonably but, well. I, I simply went and rescued my mother. She was 
as she was being held there. You have disrupted valuable and priceless experiments. What are you talking about? The player Jolanista had her uses even for such a sick and mad thing. Now what is to be discovered there will be lost. I would snap your neck to prevent your further interference. His grip tightens ever so slightly if I had not given Gadrin my word. But there are other levers that can be used. Okay. Your mother is upstairs, is she not? Please, let, let me go. What? I have no intention of harming you. I have given my word to Gadrin. But that does not mean that I cannot attempt to prevent your further interference. Your mother is frail and weak. I do not wish her to die, but clearly you do, since you come between me and my search for the cure for death. Leave my mother alone. one of those people. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to wipe you out of existence. I have done nothing to them yet. That is the purpose of our negotiation. And he shakes you very slightly at this. I wish you to stop interfering in this. Let the blood veil run its course. The deaths of a few thousand are insignificant compared to life for all of Galerion. That's, that's the world you live in. Your friend, the dwarf, would not negotiate, but I believe you have sufficient family to be more pliable. I'm not going to give you into these threats. Mm. That would be unwise. Why can we not agree to have as few unnecessary deaths as possible in this time? This is, this is not, you, you've got it all wrong. 
Tell me what I have wrong. You are hurting a lot of people. You think that you're doing good people good by doing your research, but you're hurting a lot of people along the way. That's not a proper way. He turns his head and looks at you. You misunderstand the scale that I am working on. I do not care about a cure for anything as singularly petty and insignificant as the blood veil. It is research into part of a greater whole. I seek to cure something far more serious. The plague of death that hunts us all in the end. There are alternatives but they are not. And he looks down at his sort of withered, corpse-like body. Palatable. You are young now and do not understand the grasp of mortality. Your mother is closer to the grave. She feels death's hand. But perhaps there are ways of educating you to feel it sooner. Squeeze, and he just chokes off the oxygen entirely, and for a moment you can't breathe at all, and he lets go again. <laughs> so what do you want me to do? I wish you and your companions to cease your efforts to interfere with the natural course of the blood veil in this city. Let it run. Leave, if you would. I care not. But interfere no further, or the gnome will die next in his very hospital bed. This is too scared to say anything. I will go from your city in peace, when the contract is concluded. What contract? He just blinks slowly at that one. That is not information you need to possess. I think I need to know more. Okay, you are welcome to give me a diplomacy check or a bluff check, in fact, because you're okay. You're more better with bluff, aren't you? Uh, and same. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. that's um twenty six. Like bluff, you're you're bluff, sort bluff of trying to sell them on the concept of yeah, I'm totally prepared to negotiate with you, and we yeah. can stop, but I need to understand so we don't accidentally trip over any more of your plots. Yeah. Okay. You have surely realized now that this disease, this blood veil is not a natural plague. It has been manufactured carefully mm-hmm. by a unique expert with several hundred years in the field and a very capable assistant or two. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, obviously him given the yeah. um, several hundred years yeah. in the field thing. Uh, who his assistants are, who knows. Yeah. Uh, Gadrin. Gadrin Lamb. Maybe, yes. but he talks about Gadrin like Gadrin's sort of his superior. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give me a sense motive check here? Okay. Um, no. Um, yeah, that would be just sweet. This plague has been bought and hired and paid for 
as it furthers my researches into the truly important matters, I am happy to work within the confines of the contract I have been given. And you can't get any sense of him about whether he's talking... Somebody has literally paid him money mm. to do this, but you don't get any sense of what the relationship is between them. Right. Okay. But that's so good information, yes. um. And this would presumably not have been cheap, because you don't hire vampires for peanuts. Yeah. They need blood. So you're, you're here to see this thing through... Until the contract is completed. Meaning the blood veil has gone through the population. What concludes the contract? You may not be able to get this information. Yeah, You're I literally questioning about oh, 16. <laughs> when it has run its course. So there's something else in there. One thing he's talking about, it eventually, Flora's told you as much, sooner or later the blood veil will burn out. Eventually you'll be left with people who are so inured or immune to it or whatever. Yeah. It's only a question of how many hundreds or thousands die up until that point. Right. Um, but it's not going to kill everyone in Corvosa and then spread across the earth and yeah. kill everyone on earth. Sooner or later, like any plague, it will burn out. It's virulent, but it's not obscenely virulent. Right. Um, and he, um, but there is some other result as well. One of the ways his contract ends is when the blood veil runs its course and burns out naturally. And there's some other failure clause where his contract ends if certain conditions are met. Right. Okay. Um, and you get the impression that he is lawful with a big capital L. He's right. going to stick with exactly what the letter of that contract okay, says. Yes. And likewise, off that, you also get that he's completely dead serious when he threatens you here. Yeah, yeah. The next time you interfere with one of these things, he's going to wander off and go kill Z. And he doesn't seem worried in the slightest by the fact that Z's sitting in the hospital surrounded yeah. by doctors or grey maidens or whatever. Yeah, he just I thinks he's going to have no trouble. Yeah. And Bronze just sort of stands below looking up at the stars. Yeah. Um, do you do you like being in Corbosa working on this contract? This city does not delight me. I would far prefer to return to Ustalav. So you want the contract to end? My researches are nearing completion. At least in this part of them in Corvosa. I.e., like, whatever he's getting yeah. out of studying the blood veil. Yeah. Because there's only so much he'd even be able to learn from it, particularly if he's looking to cure death entirely. Yeah. You may just want to leave the CIA, yeah. stop talking to him, and let yeah. him believe that he's threatened you into it. Yeah. Or end with some kind of defiant lie. Yeah, but well, let us think. not have any more pointless deaths. Each one is a waste to Galarian as a whole. Certainly you got me by the thought here. He smiles, slightly you see the glimmering fangs yeah. in the moonlight. Quite. 
and then he begins to walk down the wall with you and walks down onto the ground and puts you down in the sense that your feet touch the ground again but doesn't actually let go of your throat just yet. (coughs) Do we have a deal? I can't give you a definite word. I'll have to talk to my companions first. Do so then. Tell them the consequences of their meddling. And he lets your throat go. I'll just take a deep breath. And then turns into a cloud of mist and just sort of floats off towards the city. Um, and oh my god. Brunsk kind, of, kind of stands there for a bit, looking at the stars. Um, and in fact, as he's it, b- before he turns into mist and goes, he looks to Brunsk and says, Take the lady back inside. And turns into mist and floats off. Brunsk talks to you. There, we have seen stars. Thank you for sharing experience with Brunsk. Here, I help you back inside. Now I can walk. Okay. <laughs> and last time you carried me it was he, a vampire he walks he walks inside behind you turns around shuts the door then blinks heavily a couple of times looks outside she draws his weapons and runs outside and stares up at the sky and sort of waves his axe around but there's nothing there he can actually interact with anymore so he realises he was brain well, yeah, yeah. yeah as soon as he stops being dominated he goes Oh shit. Uh, well, <laughs> if he'd just walked her down outside and then walked her back in, he'd probably tell himself that that was an idea he'd had and maybe it was a dumb thing to do. Yeah. But he's very clear that he walked outside, watched something, lift you up by the throat, threaten you for several yeah. minutes, then just walked you back inside without doing a thing. Yeah. Brunsk did not do a good job. Brunsk cannot explain. Brunsk you... needed to take you outside. You were under a spell. It's not your fault. Ah. Uh, Brunsk mind controls. Brunsk not like mind control. Brunsk find withered man and put axe in head. I like this plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brunsk has got a clear, clear thing going on. Brunsk hear noise at door. Think something coming in. Brunsk go to door. Hear scraping. Open door. Brunsk see man. Then man tells Brunsk to take you outside, and Brunsk does. Yeah. Next time Brunsk see man at night, Brunsk hidden face with axe first. (laughs) Suddenly it's silver. I'm really sorry, Lucy. (laughs) Boom! Brunsk not be fooled by disguise. (laughs) (laughs) So this is in the middle of the night? Yeah. Literally like the dead of night, sort of one o'clock in the morning kind of thing. Oh, and your mother just sleeps clean through. Yeah, yeah. Good on her. I, I can't sleep, so I wait till the the light, the crack of dawn. Yep. And then I um, send a call to, to fetch Karen for me. <laughs> oh, Daddy, Jack. Yes. Your night. Yeah. Also doesn't pass uneventfully. Oh my goodness. Hopefully you get playing Jack instead. <laughs> Um, you see yourself outside Carowin Manor. Yeah. Um, 
in doctors go doctors and grey maidens and corpse carriers and priests of Phrasma going in and out and taking what is a, a um unpleasantly large amount of corpse carts out yeah. there. There are at least two to three dozen people dead in that manner. Yeah. Um and you see standing there in sort of this vaguely flickering flickering outfit that sort of vaguely resembles the Corvosan guard, then flickers into peasant garb, Parisian-style peasant garb, then flickers into the blackjack outfit, complete with the mask and everything. Mm. Um, and you hear Elika's voice standing next to you again, and she says, You have done well. You have done well here, Jack. These lives were already taken before you had any chance to intervene by a mad woman. But her schemes and concoctions to spread this plague even far faster by the exploding dead walking the streets. And walk the streets they would have. There was only so long orders would have constrained her nature before she gave in to her passions, simply grew bored and let them run riot in the street for her own sick amusement. The chaos would spread rapidly all through South Shore, then across the city, screaming, fleeing, fighting in terror. Plague spread from one to another. <coughs> but it will not pass here, and so South Shore sleeps uneventfully, unaware that 450 of them will not fall to the menaces that come wow. from Macramana. Nice. Man. Nice. Yeah. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. Exploding, like, exploding like in, zombies. In another week, Joel and Easter's just going to get bored, and she's like, well, party's over. Let's take the party to the street. <laughs> Go out there and kill everyone you can find. Yeah, because she would have animated everyone in the house. Yeah, like, it's a mind-bogglingly stupid plan, in yeah. the sense that, yeah. you know, they have no capacity to take out the city, and Joel and Easter would probably get caught and killed doing it. Mm. But she's... Fuck nuts, crazy. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. And she's got um, quite high-end visibility. It's entirely yeah. possible she'd make it through. And what does she care what happens to the zombies? Yeah. They're my friends. <laughs> you can make new friends. I can make new friends. <laughs> Mama always said I was good at making friends. <laughs> she was always jealous. That's why I killed her. <laughs> Oh, you're sad you don't get to voice Joel and Easter anymore because we killed her, aren't you? Mm-hmm. We sent her straight I'd, to the boneyard. We're really, not even sorry. I'd be really tempted to, to res her, but there's no one that would do it that's involved with her. <laughs> <laughs> no one has invested enough. Would like, Rolf have done it if he had the capacity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if Rolf was still alive, then I'd totally have justification to pull it off because he could beg favours and all the rest of it to get yeah. it done. Or more likely, he'd just reanimate her as some sort of horrible intelligent yeah. undead. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I hate to say it, but there is one way you can bring her back. This is a city with a ghost problem. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but, um, she's unlikely to be raised. Yeah, <laughs> like properly brought back as a as an alive elf. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, Garin Quoth flies to you next morning. Ah, ah! Yeah, he's been told what's going on entirely. Yeah, yeah, in fact, he'd feel all the worry off you and all yeah. this sort of thing. Here, mostly. Garen, you wake up when you hear <laughs> tap, tap, tap on the glass at your window. Never! <laughs> you know, go to the window, prepare the swing, and oh, it's a raven. <laughs> <laughs> 
tap, 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 tap. No, it's not Nostrafra to the side. Vampire, vampire came to Lucy's last night. Said he kills E. Lucy wants you to come now. Come now. Even more important than entrails. Oh my gosh. On my way, lad. Defcon 1 is more important than entrails. Oh god. Alright, so as morning dawns and we deal with Lucy's vampire yeah. problem, mm-hmm. um, we also get various disease checks, which I'm thinking we should do. Yeah. Yep. You take care of that now, and Silver sits at home with a towel under his head, seeing if he's getting any yeah. idea. Am I pretty today? Please tell me I'm pretty. I need to be told I'm pretty. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Am I pretty today at all? <laughs> Below average. You give me a heal check for Lucy's for Olivia Winchrush to start with, and then Lucy, can you roll me a d20? Yeah. Um, properly, um, properly so cooking. No, no, Is the d20 one? is Olivia Winchrush. Yeah, that's Olivia. Okay, six. Okay, Laura so, got a fifteen. Yep. So she's still got pneumonia. Oh. And can you roll me a d2? So D6. Yeah. Anything. High and low. High and low, yeah. Low. Well, yeah. One. It loses one con to that. Okay. But at least she's getting active care now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Silver has no diseases. Yay! Yay! It's a miracle. I know. Uh, undiseased. Jack has filth fever. Yes. And, and blood veil. <laughs> Wait, how did they get blood veil? We went through a magical entire manor full of zombies. Right. Uh, that were covered in horrible blood veil diseases. Right. Oh no. Okay, because I had two diseases yesterday. I had filth fever, I think. I had filth fever and something else. I have you exposed to filth fever. Oh, okay, so it was just filth fever. Okay. I mean, you might have recovered from the other one. Right. Um, I don't know where I got the other points of attribute. Oh, right, I got the temporary blood veil. Yeah. 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 Right, okay. Yeah, which is out of your system as soon as you... Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. I got mm-hmm. the filth fever and the temporary blood veil. Right, and I have now caught but, blood veil. Yeah, because that, that stops affecting you immediately. Yeah. And then develops into blood veil, right, essentially. Yes, regular brand sense. blood veil. Yeah. Which you have failed your fortitude save in court. Yeah, okay. Uh, Flora. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on my list of bitees. You know, lad, you can always just become a set a problem within a sarin ray. Sprayed on. (laughs) I'd rather die than become a pellet and follow the rules. Lucy. Yeah. Guess what? Blood pills. For the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. But it's not me. Jack, you're three con, one charisma. Okay. I'm on ten con. That's six down. Lucy, you're one, um, one, one con, three charisma. Okay. Why is it the two of us get hit hard with the charisma, huh? Yeah. Well, well, Always after the pretty ones first. Yeah. Alright, so my con goes up by one because I have a knight's rest. Yep. Okay, and so. And then down by three, so yep. I have eleven con. So we, we go up one step. Up one night. point of step in the night, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think. I think he's probably going to us his heart. Oh and then everything to go up. <laughs> one charisma. 
Oh well, roll a d6 and pick it up. No, it's going to be my, my charisma. I need my main stat going back up. And then... What you good, Jack? Uh, I'm still... No, I'm just, just working out my new hit point total. Um, so I was on um, 13, so I dropped down 11, so that's one more increment, so that's another 5 hit points off my max hit point total. So that is um, 32 minus 15 is 17 total hit points. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be doing adventure. <laughs> and you save against Filth Fever and get rid of it. Yay! Yay! One down, one to go. So I just Yay! have Blood Veil, Blood Veil. and I have... Um, uh, yeah. Got a sick Flora again. Three. You should just keep living there. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I have a, I am eleven. I have eleven points of attribute damage. <laughs> wow. It's been a bad day again. <laughs> I'm on eleven decks, eleven con, and ten charisma. And everyone in this city hates Kara just a little bit more. <laughs> Come visit me. I have the restorations I can give you. Yes, yes, I as, as somebody yeah. who's now seen Rakmos get Atmanos face to face, you can make a knowledge religion check if you desire. Oh God, I don't have religion. Do an un, do an untrain. Yeah. So you know about this. No, no, I don't. I don't know squat. Yeah. He's a vampire. You're pretty cool. You, you think he's a vampire because he had big sharp teeth yeah. and he was climbing up the side of your building. Yeah. People have told you he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I come see you. <laughs> I will give that uh, healing. Okay, I would like to, I would <laughs> like a lesser restoration. I've got 13, 13 attribute points of damage. <laughs> okay, one point of combat. Yep. Alright, and just like that, I am five hit points back. <laughs> If Lucy and her mum would like to come and stay with me, I can I can set everything up and I have lesser restoration. I've got thirty attributes points down. <laughs> Alright, so it was on my constitution and my, right, my charisma. I can fault will save not the Rangers throng. Alright, with um with only four points of calm down I can I feel like I can still fight things. Uh, Alright, so um I think at this point we all gather at um, probably Lucy's place hmm. and have a conversation. You know, Jack noticeably paler and more blood veil looking, so yeah. mostly better, mm-hmm. and have a conversation what? about. Some are mostly better. Well, you may not look, but you're not getting worse. I, I, I don't have disease anymore. No. Yeah, whereas I actually <laughs> do. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So I, I do the party in with the um, vampire thing. It's a pretty stinky arrangement, considering that your mother would have died in that place if he hadn't rescued. He wants you to not stop interfere with the blood veil because it's only killing incidental people and he's threatening the life of your mother and Zee. And Zee's sick with the blood veil and your mother nearly died in that place. Uh, his objection wasn't strictly to you rescuing your mother, it was the killing Joel and Esther. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Upsetting the apple cart there. I don't know what to do. That was really scary. Yeah, it sounds pretty scary. I don't much like the thought that he can just come round to any of our houses. He, he could have easily killed me, I think. Well, not for the people that don't know where you live. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there are upsides and downsides to that. It means you don't get people who are trying to bring you urgent information quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you also don't get visitors like the vampire in the middle of the night. Sweet. You could uh, stay 
you and your mother could come stay with me or or go. That doesn't help us. We, we could bring the. We could give one of the. We could give the potion of remove disease to the. Yeah. And get him out of the hospice. We need to get him out of the hospice. And then I think maybe <clears throat> we all we all hold up and go, go back to holding up in Garen's basement. I the, suggest the, Lucy's those, mother and Brunsk and Z. I suggest and, those that aren't contagious with blood, but I'll do that. And when we've got okay. rid of that, they go there. Is there some place that's safe from the vampires? Would, would you would the temples protect people? Well, I imagine they would have a hard time walking on hollow, hollow grounds. Knowledge religion check? Uh, you know they can't enter houses. They can't enter houses, which means yeah. he has to convolute workarounds for that. Uh, likewise, he can't enter churches. Yeah. How does the or, um, hallowed churches. The Temple of Asmodeus might be a different story because and it's an evilly aligned church. And the Hospice of the Blessed Maiden may have a nice name, but it's not actually no, a it's, church. It's no, a large weir- it's a considerably large warehouse that is being converted to a hospital. It's so, not in any way, shape or form a church. It's um, not even reli- that the religiously of, oriented. The Temple of Phrasma, though, is not only a church, but is a church whose ch- clerics are explicitly... Trained to kill the undead. Yeah, yes. and the, the pantheon of many is quite definitely hallowed ground as well. Sweet. Albeit, um, very few people, it's, it, it's not designed for people staying there. Yeah. Um, question. Um, so, is, is Silver considered somebody that you could find? Like, could Silver be potentially visited by this vampire? Well, you hold concerts. You have an active address that <laughs> yeah. okay. sends letters so, to the if we're going to be holding Z and Lucy's mum, we also have a problem that Nakoda will also be potentially tied in. We can bring Nakoda with us to hide. Um, Is is there anybody else we need to worry about? I I will point out that I can cast Consecrate Mm -hmm. and make it harder for the undead. And I could... What's the duration on that? Cast, consecrate somewhere they couldn't enter. Yeah, I'm just... What about Flora's family? This is ridiculous. We've got to Mm. kill that son of a bitch. We do. If it was that easy, we already had done it. We don't know where he lives, and we're not sure we could kill him. Yeah, I don't know. Consecrate lasts for two hours, a little, so several hours, but it's not a. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not a permanent solution. Although we but could cast it the night after. Um, my my yeah. thinking would be cast. My my plan would be cast consecrate before bed, before the first. Yeah, of course, because you don't need to worry. Really worry about night. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and through the it should last us through the through the night, through the night. and then. Of course, you can cast it every day, every night, rather. Yeah, yeah. That I is a clever suggestion. I, I can yeah. start preparing it now that you have warned me. Yeah. I can't do it tonight, but I can prepare it from tomorrow onwards and cast it every night. Yeah. So we may not have to worry just yet, but if we were to act on this crisis... 
We're trying to track down, trying to track down Rowan McAuliffe, or trying to find out what's going on with that boat. I oh. think he would definitely notice. Mm. On the other hand, if he does come round to break into the house, and all of us are there, particularly if he didn't know all of us were there, it might not be such a bad thing. Mm. I don't know how strong he is with us. No. But we do, it's better than being alone. But we do know that he's going to keep breaking in and threatening people and that he's threatened our families. I and don't think he was We do know them. that he was planning to go to the Hospice of the Blessed Maiden after we do our next thing and kill Z. If the Blessed Maiden was just unexpectedly consecrated and there were a whole bunch of us hiding out on the grounds, we could lay an ambush for him. But I guess it's not a very good place for an ambush because there's too many people around. It's literally stuffed to the gills full of innocent hostages. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's a bad idea. Somewhere yeah. like uh, and Darren's also, place. Consecrate is nowhere near that big. Yeah. It's a 20 foot radius. So Yeah, somewhere like Garen's place is relatively defensible. We just need to make sure that we don't answer any knocks on the door at night or the window. Yeah. On the other hand, he could just hire some toughs to break down the door. That I is true. No, that is that really his style? I think he'd try and get someone to open the door like he did the last time. Yeah. Mm. If it's a few... Garen's actually got a point, though, in that there's only so long that's going to work. Because, yeah. you know, Jack, if you wake up tomorrow night and someone's knocking on your door, are you going to go and answer it? <laughs> you're yeah, you're no. going to say, who is that? And point a crossbow at the door. Yeah. What we really need to do is find him during the daylight hours and stake him in his damn coffin. This yeah. isn't a true, but we don't oh. know where to start. So yeah. we need he to get... turned into mist and just disappeared. We need Pretty. to get messages to the hospice of the blessed maiden that they have had a threat. If we get Z off the grounds, I don't think it's going to be a problem. No, but if they're warned, that's better than nothing. Yeah. You have had you you have at least gotten more information um, out of him via his threats as to what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. like he's yeah. not here to cure the blood veil; he's here to cure death itself. Yeah, yep. It wouldn't hurt to have a talk with the uh, priests of Phrasma. Yeah, see if they've got any ideas. As you said, they rather used to dealing with the undead. Well, we have a number of things that we can work on, but given that rather than pick an action for next week, what about we call it here and um, pick an action? We might want to divide treasure and stuff as well so we can buy have some yep. money to buy vampire resources. Alright, so we will leave it at this then. Can the threat of Rakmosk and Archimedes be stopped? It's unlikely that our heroes will be cowed into giving up their search for the cure. <laughs> but what price are they prepared to pay for it? How many more must die? Dun dun dun.